Okay, Sales we are. Orders. By the way, we are officially live. We are live. Uh, what is this? Thirty-nine episode. Yep. Yeah. Are we live or no? You're pointing fingers at us. Okay, we're good. Bring it in. Don't worry about it. Bring it in. Okay. So listen. Very interesting weird start to the morning, morning today. Morning, baby. Yes. Crazy. Very it's a weird morning. Say hello to everybody. There you go. What's your name? Tell us. To t- tell them who you are. Brandon, do video edits. Okay, good. There you go. You had to think about it. This is a double, double. So very, very weird uh, uh, morning for uh, for uh, for us today. Elaborate, elaborate. What's happened over the last half hour? I think it's fair to say I had the worst egg whites of my life ever that Mickey brought. It's not something better or worse than yesterday. No, no. I mean, it's equally that chicken. Whoever that chicken was that that gave birth to that uh, egg white was horrible. That's the worst egg white I've ever had. Yeah. Every morning you do egg whites. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm at the office, you, you, you kind of give like a throw, no, no, no. throw up that, in your mouth. That, egg, that egg white was legit terrible. Yeah. And then we had the um, Paul is wearing his uh, uh, Superman glasses. Clark uh, Kent. Re- re- Paul, can you come and show your face real quick? Show we, that, we, show can, that beautiful come over mug here off. so people know with his beard, the, the glasses. Guys, let like us a, know if he's got a no, kind of Clark Kent seriously. vibe going on. He's got he's got, got the full on. Take a look at the camera. Give go. him a smile. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> Don't forget the key badge. No, no, no. He's got the, seriously, he's got that the Superman thing going on. Paul Escarcega. Never leave without the key badge. There you go, buddy. It's just been a weird morning. Yeah. Do we want to address the elephant in the you room? Can, Where, you can address it if you want to address it. Where's Mario? Where's Mar- Mario? Mario. Mario. Where are you? Mario, our, 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 our faithful Mario. leader. Mario. Demanding. Mario. Sets the tone, sets the precedent. <laughs> Everybody be High here on stage. Just so you know, he's listening High right now. Be. <laughs> we miss you, Mario. Every morning we look to Mario for Mario, leadership. Mario, when you get in, just go to where you sit in the corner with us. No, listen. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me tell you one thing about Mario. Mario, this, Mario's worked probably, I don't know, he's worked. Harder than anyone. Oh, Let's get to what it is. Yeah. For yeah. how long now? God knows, right? 15 years straight. I mean, but no, no I'm talking off. about specifically setting this yeah. whole thing up. So uh, uh, we'll let him, you know, when he gets in here, maybe Listen, he just he wants d- to. Everyone deserves a day off. Everybody. <laughs> Mario just so happened to do it on the day that we were doing our big podcast where we have Kai. We, he's a leader. We love him. Listen, we look to him to, to steer the to ship. To work in this environment, you have to have thick skin or else yeah. it's going to be rough. Of course. It's a rough it's, environment. It'll be a specifically... Valuetainment specifically valuetainment, yes. yeah, because you know yeah. it's it's uh, it it you know it's tough. This is by the way, this was exactly how it was in the army yeah. at our unit. If yeah. you were at our unit and you wanted to hang out with us on the weekend, you had thick, thin yeah. skin. We were the bad, worst oh, people to yeah, hang out yeah. with. But if you had thick skin, yeah. we were part of the thick skin community and we had a good time together. Anyways, we got a lot of things to talk about. Let me tell you, about. my first month of valuetainment, cried in the corner for a I month remember. straight. I'm like, I can't. Do I remember. This. I remember. Again, I had you now. Go, call get, me get anything you want, baby. Yes. Well, well let, me, let me read yeah. what somebody said yesterday. Oh, Comment. we're going to go there? Okay. No, no, All I right. think it's important. To the 2% of the audience? No, no, this is actually 5%. 20% of the audience. Natalie June comments yesterday. Oh, we're this we're is naming so names off, now. We are this naming is, names. Well, she like commented as public. This is so off topic, but how is yeah. Adam single? Yeah. So then I respond, a great question. He's looking for the right person. He Are is. you interested? Oh, she man. says, I am single, and he's gorgeous, intelligent, and above all, he seems to have a big heart. He seems like such a great guy. I followed him on IG with the same photo. It's real, I swear. <laughs> and then I would love to get to know him in a night. You know, it is what it is. The rest of it is for you. Can I be decide. the ring bearer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kai, thank you, Natalie. We, thank you for so, uh, so valuetainers out there for it's, the, it's good the love and respect. Well, you will see you at Flanagan's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you at the gecko. Gecko. <laughs> People watch our podcast. Right. like, what the hell is this gecko? So, 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 first of all, uh, to our friends in Plano. Okay. Yeah. I'm supposed Oof. to be in Texas next week for a meeting yeah. with Jose Gaetan, TG, all those guys. And then I'm going to Louisville 
to be with uh, Sapalas Vargas and everybody, which they're going to have. Um, this is your squad. If you don't know those names, this is like yeah, Kat's but Tito, uh, squad. Uh, I think Ortiz is going to be there next week, Tito Ortiz. And uh, 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 who's the football player? The quarterback. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is going to be in, uh, which, by the way, that's very big. Tim PBD gonna, and Tim massive, Tebow on massive. stage together. Tebow's going to be there. And the guys, I you know, Tebow is probably one of the best motivational speakers in the world. He's one hell of a one quarterback tight end duo right there. So I'm there. sitting here. I'm like, okay, let me see what I got to wear next week for Dallas. And yep. I look at the weather. It says a low of three degrees. Okay, a low of three degrees. And Moral sends me. She says, no, you have it wrong. It's a low of one degree. Let me pull so, up a weather report. So I went to look at here, the bro. coldest day ever in Plano. Yeah. It's minus seven degrees. I say Plano, go for it. That's go, what I say. Break the record. Go break the Kinda record. Kind of like us and the Lego Let's stuff. go to Let's minus eight. First two. First yeah, two. It's, it's, it's uh, forecasted. Hey, look at that. Monday, two degrees. Jeez. That's ridiculous to be at two degrees. But if you guys anyways, are not familiar with Plano, that's Plano's just outside Dallas. of and, Dallas. And, and for the Pat European audience, this is not Celsius, right? Oh, you, you, you see how you there. had the crickets there? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that's European a, joke. This is here. This is here. <laughs> Mario! He's in the house. He's in the house. Okay, Mario. See here, Mario. All right. Mario. All good. Like All good. Well, <laughs> allow me to say on behalf of the South Florida Welcoming Committee, it's 75. It's sunny. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Plano. <laughs> you said it. I didn't say I, did. I lived there I for did. five I years. Did. I did. Kids I did. went to school over there. <laughs> we have to put the disclaimer out there. I loved it. Yes. It was very good to us, but uh, that's your... Uh, uh, okay, that's true. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, all right, so let's, let's, let's get into it. So we got a lot to talk about. Yep. We got a lot of topics to talk about. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. officially got kicked off of Instagram. Mm. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. Permanently, Insta by the way. Insta or Twitter? Is it Insta or Twitter? Uh, tw Instagram, but not Facebook. But not Facebook, but not Twitter. Just Instagram. Just Instagram. With, okay, so huh. because that's where he's most active. Yeah. He's very active on Instagram. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but by the way, we got we got a we got an email this morning from uh, Andrew Yang's uh, uh, yeah, uh, team that cool. they want to they want to be on that. What they say exactly? No, no, just say, hey, uh, would you be interested? And uh, we're gonna go back and forth and uh, see if it makes sense for us to have Andrew Yang I gone. Think that'd be cool. You know what? I I commented on the post he had the other day. He put a video up, mm -hmm. and you know there are certain policies you can have a battle with, but the guy as an individual. You got to like the guy. Likeable. Yeah. The guy's a skateboarder. He's sitting there in New York playing the piano. I commented. I said, I hope you beat de Blasio. I'm rooting for you. Is de Blasio running again? Well, well you know, whatever. The point is, I yeah. hope you win because I want everything to be changing with New York, with what de Blasio, the mess he's made, et cetera, et cetera. Imagine if he wins in New York and Shamat wins in California. That's that's cool. I think they're that'd very similar. By the way, very likely. Yeah, yeah Yang is number one. I, like, but but that's the mayor. There's right a big now. difference no, no, between yeah, mayor and course, governor. Shamat's yeah, going to yeah. be governor. Governor's a, a, a see. That's a tougher up. task than I think. It is a tougher task. But he's got yeah. the, he's got Silicon Valley in his corner. Shamat's got Silicon Valley in his corner. Shamat's got the young entrepreneurs in his yeah, corner. Shamat's a likable guy. Smart guy. But on the other side, Gavin Newsom. People really like him in California. He's definitely doing a great job. Right. Did you just hear Crickets. what he just said? This guy? <laughs> Crickets. He's, he's, he might get. Uh, they're they're closing in on one point five million. Maybe we'll start million, off with uh, that. We'll start off with that. We'll start off so with that. So just, just because quick, of you. Are you part of the Yang Gang? Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. I you're just, not Gang Gang Yang Yang I'm Yang not Gang. Yang Gang. But okay. I think I think he'll be, he'll be very good for the city. Okay. I really think he'll be a very good mayor. I actually think he would be a good mayor. Uh, uh, the you Yang Gang guy. I mean, I'm I'm on kind of the same wavelengths as Pat. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. There's interesting stuff with him, and then there's. I, you know, I, I, you know what I'd want? I'd want to. Yesterday, I talked to Kiyosaki. 
And you did an interview yeah, with him, yeah. which is coming out. Pretty insane that the, yeah. uh, Adam's got Very an interview cool. with Kiyosaki coming out on Vitamin the Economics. The two for one special on Value yeah. Payment. First so, interview. But I, but I was speaking to him yesterday, and uh, uh, maybe I'll bring that up here in a minute when we mm-hmm. get into it. But he said, what do you think about what's going on right now with uh, having to be careful with what you say? He says, my team's constantly trying to protect me. For, some, sometimes I tweet some stuff that I shouldn't be tweeting, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we'll cover that because... It's a strange time you're living. You have yeah. to be very, very careful and selective with the words you use because they can come after you in no time. But we'll cover that. I don't, don't want to bring up any bad, you know, food stuff. But it's kind of like you need to walk on eggshells these days My with, gosh, the, with your eggs. eggs. Were just you know terrible. <laughs> what, what happened? When I, what happened when I ate the eggs? By the way, I mean Pat eats as egg whites every morning. Before he last podcast, he said something was up with those eggs. I'm not sure. So you know how you take Mickey, the bring, paper towel and you okay. put it on top of the pizza to, to, to take, take the, the oil grease? grease. Gotcha. Yeah. Mickey did that with egg whites. Yeah. I know. That doesn't make sense. I've never heard of that before. So she didn't do it this morning, well, She though. didn't do it this morning. So you had two bites of egg no, whites, and then you gave the old... That chicken's out of business. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, is Norway socialist? We're going to talk about that today yeah. because they're minimum wage. We, we're going to actually look at a lot of the minimum wage from different countries. Yeah. And the time we spent yesterday, I thought it was very interesting with what we came up with. Um, most business-friendly countries okay, mm. at the top is one that we'll cover here in a minute. Uh, minimum wage stats, um, smart cart uh, startup, Caper, is helping retailers compete with Amazon by digitizing the in-person shopping experience. Reddit raised another quarter of a billion dollars and doubled its valuation to $6 billion just because of the GameStop saga. What a, what a, in 30 days, you go from $3 billion to $6 billion. You didn't sell any product. You just have Wall Street bets. Help you increase your value by $3 billion. That's pretty big. Wow. That, they might have been the biggest winner of the whole situation. I do agree with you. Well, Sal- Wall Street Bets was really big for them. Yeah, I do agree Just with you. Just read it overall. Yeah. Salesforce mm-hmm. says the 9 to 5 workday is dead and will provide three new ways for employees to work, including the possibility of working from home forever. Okay. Our favorite coin, pronounce it for me, please. Doge. Doge coin goes viral. Has the crypto market lost all sanity? And the CEO made comments himself. That we'll cover in a minute. Half of GameStop buyers uh, are first-time uh, traders. Never have traded before. We'll cover that. The battery. Kai's got an extensive uh, research that he's done on battery uh, and the market, the history of battery. We'll get into that as well. U.S. stock is a bubble. Uh, New York allowing indoor sports. This is a good sign at, at a certain capacity, and they have certain restrictions. AOC says it was a mistake that Biden doesn't pay off the student loan debt of uh, 50000 Twitter says Trump wouldn't be allowed back even if he ran again in 2024 for president. Dems on House Committee, $15 minimum wage. Gavin Newsom, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a few other things that we'll cover. And then Mark Cuban uh, didn't play the national anthem. The NBA said it is a requirement for us to play the national anthem. Let's go to Gavin Newsom, page 8. Everybody, if you're listening to this, it's like you're at church. Go to page 8, please, of your notes. <laughs> Go to Psalms 8, line 6, right? Okay, here we go. Governor Newsom has two potential challengers for governor as recall petition nears 1.5 million names. Supporters have until March 17, 2021 to collect 1.495, 709 signatures. That's 1.495 million, 709 signatures needed to trigger a recall election as of February 3rd. 
organizers announced that they had collected more than 1.3 million signatures. By the way, they've already collected over 1.3 million. They only need 190,000. It started in like November, December. That's a scary thought. Exactly. That's too quick. California's one of the 19 states. That might states. have been a little like a, two, a day or two old. I think they're it, up to 1.4. I, I think you're right. Mario, can you pull up to see how many signatures they've gotten uh, for, uh, uh, what do you call recall, it? Recall for Newsom. Recall Newsom. Yeah. California is one of the 19 states that allowed for, allows for citizens to recall elected officials, according to the California Secretary of State website. The petition needs at least 1.495 million, or 12 percent of the 12 million votes uh, in the last uh, election for governor. On Monday, conservative commentator Mike Cernovich announced that he would run against Newsom if a recall vote is successful in the state. Cernovich announced came during a live stream video posted on his Twitter account where he said, the question is why I would run for governor, and the answer is pretty simple. In addition to Cernovich, billionaire venture capitalist Shamat uh, has suggested that he plans to run against Newsom. Uh, Shamat has yet to publicly announce his bid for governor, but he has been very critical of Newsom and has shown his support for the recall petition. Is this well-deserved for Newsom to be uh, recalled, kicked out, and not be the governor of California. What are your thoughts? I mean, we've been talking. You're you're born in. I'm sorry, raised in California. Twenty four years. Your your mom is from California. Yeah, I know you are from have, Norway, but you got family Cal in California. Cali roots. I'm a Florida boy, so I'm not really too up to speed on California politics. But you know, we've been since the basically start of the podcast since everything that started with the pandemic. We've been covering what. Gavin Newsom has been doing, and it hasn't been pretty there. We, you know, we jokingly called him the U-Haul salesperson of the year. Everyone's getting the hell out of California, and it seems like they are getting very, very, very close to this. Uh, what is it? Recall for the election. Um, my question is this: just to kind of give the other side of the coin, because it'd be very easy to bash Newsom. You, you see, on you know, even on SNL, they call him, you know, you know. An inflatable sex doll. It's just kind of like this robotic. Uh, well, he he kind of reminds me of. Um, speaking of uh, Michael Burry, what was uh, what's uh, who plays Michael Burry in the movie? Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale's character in uh, Help Me Out Here, American Psycho, with the the hair gel, kind of has that vibe going on. You tell me. But wh my, where I want to go is this: is I can see that. You can see I that can a little totally bit, right? That, yeah. Just kind of like this soulless. Sex doll kind of a guy. Mario, you might want to pull this up if you can. Gavin Newsom approval ratings in California. I'd love to see if we can find that data. Obviously, he's a very unlikable person. He's getting a lot of hate. Uh, I saw a person just basically mocking him on YouTube yesterday, and it was actually spot on. Uh, I want to know when uh, this, recall, this election would be and what his current approval ratings are. Because you might get 1.5 people to be a part of this recall. Um, but if he, if he has high approval ratings in the state of California, it might sort of be a moot point. Do we have something here? Does that say 52%? That's job approval. Job approval rating. Approval. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So his job approval rating is 52%. That's not horrible. Bill de Blasio's is way lower than that in New York. So, I mean, if That's you're... Surprising. If you, are you a little shocked right now? You, yeah. If you had to guess, where did you think his job approval would be? In the 30s? At least. Maybe no the 40s? Than 40s yeah. I mean, Trump hovered somewhere between 40 and 45, 38 and 45, his whole presidency. I don't think he ever cracked 50. Newsom, we talk a lot of trash about him. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll give it up to you now, but he's still above 50%. So I'm actually surprised to see that's where he is. So well, meaning, 
for all the pandemic stuff yeah. that he's doing, all the stuff, the U-Haul jokes, there's a large contingency that says, no, he's pretty, doing a pretty good job. Here's, here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. What is the most liberal state in America? Boom, you got it, Cali. Maybe, Cali. maybe Boston, maybe Massachusetts, maybe Hawaii, California. California is probably the most liberal state in America. Okay, think about San Francisco. Yeah. Think about yeah. you know lots of areas in LA. Think about Santa Monica. Think about California's the most liberal state. But in not America. not way up north, right? I mean, that's when it gets a little bit more little, conservative. That's but that's or, but that's or, a different or even story. closer to the east side of yes. the state near Nevada. I agree, what but, but it's okay. it's probably the most liberal. It's the highest taxes in America. Number one, New York yeah. is New York is I think number eight. Uh, the best taxes in America is Tennessee. But so if California was a country, California wouldn't be America. If California was a country, California would be France. California uh. would be a more liberal uh, politically, which means 50% rating is is uh, doesn't is not surprising to me because it's like, yeah, that's the country where most of them want more social programs. Most of them want more mm. of somebody on that side. So yes, of course, it would be a 50 You're not surprised by the 50%. zero that doesn't gotcha. do anything for me that, gotcha. that doesn't do anything for me all, all it does is, is a simple thing look right here <clears throat> there's a guy last year right this community right across is called royal palm yeah. literally 200 yards from us right mm -hmm. royal palm okay one guy his name is david i believe do you know how much he sold in the last 12 months in royal palm how much real estate I showed it to you. Yeah, you said he sold like seven hundred. No, no, no. Crazy. Can you grab the brochure out of my office? It's a, it's the big wow. blue brochure in my office. You can go to it. Sam. Grab the big blue brochure out of my office. It's gonna be a nice advertisement for him. Big blue mm. brochure out of my office uh, that has Royal Palm properties. You'll see it. He was the guy in Royal Palm. Seven hundred and thirty-seven million dollars oh, wow. of homes sold in one community. Wow. In one community. In so, one year. In one year. In twelve months. Okay, in 12 months, in one year, almost everybody you run into here when you talk to them, how you doing? Are you, how you doing? You know, you, so where are you from? Jersey. Where are you from? New York. Where are you from? Yeah. Why? Why would I stay in New York? I love New York, but why would I stay there? New York's the only place I go to for vacation. Okay, here it is. This is, this is, uh, thank you. This is the Royal Palm community. I think I'm hoping I said the number right. Okay. I yeah, don't know if I the got back. the name yeah, right. Yeah, you got it. Yep, his name is David. Okay. How much did he sell? $737 million from January 1st to December 31st. Okay, Jesus. we're talking about in a two-year period, he sold $737 million. Why? People are leaving. They're leaving New York to come here, okay? People are leaving California. You go to Texas, how many people were your neighbors when you talked to? Where are you from? California. Where are you from? California. Where are you from? Mm -hmm. California. There are people that don't want to leave California. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are people that just want to make sure California improves. There are people that are so deep-rooted, they're like, listen, man, I don't want to leave this place. I want to stay here. I just don't want this guy to be my governor, and I want policies to change. There is that community that's sick of it, right? You know, out of the 1.4 million votes that he got for the recall, a third are moderate Democrats. We talked about it last time, hmm. and it's getting very close. If it's getting to this point here that this is going to be taking place, it wouldn't be a nice thing for him to take place because uh, many of the Democrats, when they're looking at their lineup, of who could be the potential future president, he's on that list. He's on a list of a future president. Just Newsom. so you know. Oh, absolutely. He's on the list. Are you kidding me? He's on a top five. He's on a short list Whoa. of somebody that could be. A, he looks like it. He has yeah, California. I just, you know, he has got that raspy he's voice. A very he's a gruff voice. But yeah. he's, he's, he's a track. You ever see him giving the answers, the way he talks? 
Like he's he, polished. He knows the game. He's been mm-hmm. in the game. He, he looks the part. He looks the sure. part, but he talks. He the whole game. He knows, right? He's a politician. He's a politician. I don't know if this is going to be a good look for him if he ever runs for office. I don't think this is going to be a good. The look recall. For him. No way. I don't think it's going to be a good look for him if he gets the recall. How many people do you know that signed that recall? A lot. Really? Oh, a, a lot. How many people do you know that says no? That's my guy. I would never. A few. You do? A few. Okay. I actually Because you got roots in California. You I, know I, I, I thousands have, of people there. Oh, a few. A few people yeah. that say, no, I think it's okay. I think we should let him go. He's not as bad as Trump. He's not as bad as this. He's not as he, bad as that. At he, least he's not Cuomo where he let, you know, he didn't give the right facts about people being in the old folks' home or, you know, the no, no, and people nursing died, homes. nursing homes. At mm-hmm. least he didn't do that. It's all about at least, at least. So there is that community. They're giving but him a, the benefit of the But a day. lot of people are sick of it. Do you think there's an underground, like the the people that are voting to recall him, is it kind of the same underground that started flocking behind Trump in 2016, like the silent majority? Look, you know, I got a call from uh, one of my mentors, advisors, very successful president of a multi-hundred billion dollar company, uh, uh, and he's in his 70s. And we had a great conversation together. He says, look, in life, here's how it works. He says, you're going to have battles. There's going to be little fights that happens all the time with you and somebody, with you and family, with you and a friend, with you and all that stuff. He says the goal is to try to get the battles to be done. Somebody wins, you move on. Everybody goes about their business, right? He says then there is wars. When there is a war, you have to know that every country has to defend themselves, okay? I have to defend me. You have to defend you. And, you know, there's going to be some uh, casualties at the end of the war, no matter what. If you go to war, there's casualties. He said then there's nuclear wars. When it's nuclear wars... It lasts a long time, and the amount of blood in your hands is going to be a lot. Last 12 months politically was a nuclear war. And the way they went after Trump, it doesn't end there. It's not like there's no residual effects to it. There's it's a, still going on right now. Oh, the buddy, trial. it's Ridiculous. nothing. It's yeah. nothing. The residual effects of the last 12 months is not a one-year residual effect. The residual effects of the last 12 months is a 10, 20-year residual effects. Mm. Are you kidding me? L- let me put it to you this way. The residual effects of the last 12 months could be 25-year uh, effects of a barren Trump type of residual effect. Like, you have to know, you offended my dad. You, so so this, what they did last year may be like, hey, it's called, you know. Oh, yeah, so you did that to Trump? We're going to do this to Newsom. We're going to do this. So, so they started a, a, for they started for a, a nuclear war. The seas have been so. And it's not, you took Trump off? Watch how long it takes until the next Dem president gets. Just, it's just, and what are you going to say? No. So they started a nuclear war, and now they're impeaching. Who in the world cares about a former president being ch- impeached? Like, let me say this one word. Like, okay, it's like saying I'm going to fire an old employee that I've already let go of. What are you talking about? So, so you understand, like, you came, you served your six months, your 12 months. A year later, I want to change it from that you – just did your time and your contract, you wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. No, no, I want to change it to I fired you. What are you talking about? No one in the world cares about a former president being impeached. Move on. He's a former one-term president. What's worse than being a one-term president? How many one-term presidents do we That's have? That's been impeached Not twice. You know what it is to be a one-term president. What's worse than a one-term president? Jimmy Carter, one-term. Senior, one-term. There is nothing worse than being a one-term mm-hmm. president. Nothing for a president. So are you saying they should not even pursue no, any of the legal actions? No, it's already bad enough. But since yeah. they're doing it, they just have to be prepared for the nuclear war in the world of politics. Are, are you saying that they should? I'm not. I'm not saying that this is. We're, we're, this is conversation yeah. right here. 
Should they not pursue what's good? Because they just started this, you know, second impeachment trial, uh, not, everything it, that's going on right there. It's not should they or should they not. Yeah. It's not should they or should they not, okay? A long time ago, I had to, you know, in my 20s, it was always about, no, but they're wrong, no, but they're wrong, no, but they're wrong. Look, listen, after plenty of books to read and mm -hmm. mentors, counsel, all this stuff, dude, you don't need to win everything. Mm -hmm. Certain things, you just, you just got to let go of it. This is not worth it. This is embarrassing Why to them. Why do you think they're going after him so viciously? It's, it's, I think it's a little too much. I think it's like proven a point he's the first to be impeached twice. You think there's a any part of it where they're trying to make sure that he's barred from, from running again? I think that's the big they're one. trying to put the nail in the coffin. I, I, 100% that's it. But I tell you one thing. I talked to Oliver North uh, yesterday or two days ago. Yesterday. yesterday. I talked to Oliver North. And I said, who's your number one candidate for 2024? He hmm. said, uh, Mike Pence. I said, Okay. I said, do you think Trump should run in 2024? He said, no, absolutely not. He says, they're going to destroy his businesses. They're going to mm -hmm. go after him. He says, what he needs to be focused on right now is to take care of his family because it's going to be pretty ugly. This is Oliver North. You'll wow. see, I'm preface, but I'm, obviously I'm, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and by yeah. the way, I'm familiar with Oliver North. Yeah. Um, Iran-Contra exactly. affair. Yeah, that's what he's famous for. He talks for. about it openly. He's, he's a former general. What was, what was Lieutenant he exactly? Colonel Oliver Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. Cur Famous yeah. in the early 80s. This was, when was the Iran Contra? 81, 84, like okay. that era. Reagan's yeah. second term. He, yeah. he was famous for a big trial on Capitol Hill. Yep. yep. You know, for those of you that are not familiar. Five people got arrested. For those, you know. Five people were uh, not arrested, guilty. Okay. So he was one of them. Point Dexter, I think, was another one. Uh, of five CIA agents and a couple other names. This, this is like the equivalent. I'm, I'm not exact, but like this is a Watergate-ish, Benghazi type in the news. Yes. Yes, type of it was like holy moly, yes. Oliver North on trial. Yeah, so it was a thirty you know. million dollar money that they got to work with. I think a country that they were protecting, Nicaragua. a country you know Nicaragua, but it's a small region uh, of it. Nicaragua. And they took out of that thirteen. Again, I, I you can go verify this. this Eighteen is, million to buy uh, weapons for Iran and give weapons. To, so it was a very uh, interesting thing mm -hmm. that took place. And this is also yeah. on the tail end of the Cold War. So you have the whole Russia or communism versus capitalism and, and the ideolo ideological fight as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the whole challenge is, you know, Oliver North said, I don't think he needs to run. I think he needs to just take care of his family. But the, the point I'm trying to make here was mm -hmm. Newsom. I'm not surprised. You, you, you cause a nuclear war. So when you cause a nuclear war, there's going to be a few what? Casualties. Newsom's going to be one of them. Period. Newsom is a casualty mm -hmm. because of the nuclear war. And I think they knew they were going to have casualties. I think they knew they were going to have casualties. Mm -hmm. This, if it happens, you potentially eliminated one of your future presidents. And, and the He's thing a with, high draft pick, by the way. Very high draft he's pick. He's a top five candidate. I see what you're saying. Is. And the thing with, you know, as with anything, it's a lot of it has to do with optics. Optics, right? So... You know, again, like we said, polished, good looking, you know, kind of looks like uh, Christian Bale's character in American Psycho, hair gel, you know, kind of. But when he's shutting down all the wineries and, and he goes and, himself. And then he apparently owns a winery and the one, his one frick, you own a winery, bro? Oh, his, his one winery is it's open and he's, yeah. and he's there and he drinking the in a French laundry, in a French restaurant. laundry mat yeah. restaurant party. No it's social like, distancing. Like you're getting it's very caught. easy to be like, yeah. get this douchebag out of here. It's just very easy to feel that. But I optics. think that's the word, though. I think that's yeah. a word to describe it. And, and look, you, you, knew, you knew folks like that in high school. Mm -hmm. Who liked guys like that? You know, behind closers, you're like, dude, just stop. I so, mm -hmm. You're so annoying, right? Get over yourself, buddy. You know, you're, you're, you're not as, you know, uh, 
amazing as you think you are, yeah. it's a little annoying the way you are. Who, as a Californian. By the way, if, yeah. if you're watching this, I'm actually curious. Right now, we have 178 thumbs up, 233 thumbs up, one thumb down, okay? I'm curious if you're watching this. Recall, thumbs up. Smash thumbs up if you say he needs to get out, we need mm -hmm. to recall. and We need to move on and get a Shamat or somebody else. No, he's doing a good job. Let's keep him in there. Press thumbs down. I'm curious. Thumbs up, out, thumbs down. It's fine. Let's just keep him in there. Continue. You were saying now, as a As a Californian, because you keep obviously a closer tab on California politics, who do people in California dislike more? Newsom or L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti? It's, it's not even a question on how it is. I mean, Newsom's on that list, number one, because Newsom's a governor. It's, not, it's mm. an unfair, uh, uh, it's like saying, who do people like more, a high school basketball player or an NBA player? Newsom is a NBA player. Newsom's mm. playing in the big leagues, one of 50. How many mayors you got in America? Of course, it's a bigger mayor. You, mayor of L.A. I get it, but yeah. Garcetti, Bloomberg, you know, it's it's uh, and I also no, think, it's, it's I also Newsom. Think it's not even close. No, no, no. Okay, I also gotcha. think the influence, like... Uh, Newsom probably influences Garcetti more than Garcetti influences. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, uh, Garcetti's a more yes sir person. Yeah. Bloomberg is not. Bloom, uh, not uh, um, De Blasio is not. Yeah, no. De Blasio fights yeah. uh, Cuomo. Cuomo's like, dude, what are you talking about? Let the Amazon people come and put their jobs here. No, it's mm. not fair. It's like, dude, what is the, what is the matter with exactly. you, right? So, so Garcetti and Newsom are on the same page. De Blasio and Cuomo, they're yeah. not on the same page. Mario, while we're on the topic, would you would you would you find out Bill De Blasio approval ratings in New York? I'd be curious to know. Fifty one percent was what? So? No, no, no. Fifty one percent. Fifty two percent is Newsom. Yeah. Bill De Blasio approval rating. It, no way it's is it at fifty percent. I feel like he This is also the twenty nineteen article. No, no, go back, oh. go go current. Okay. You know that when you put current there, that was good. You put current right before approval. Our you did news. that with uh, Newsom? Yeah. It's my spelling right there. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. A little over 51% March 26th. Yeah, they don't have it out there. Okay. So so anyways, you know, we'll see what's going to happen with this in the state of California, whether he's going to be gone or he's going to stay. But uh, uh, very soon we are going to find out exactly the results on this. FYI, we got a few people I want to give a shout out to. George just gave five bucks saying PBD do a reaction on Tom McDonald's song. Fake woke, give an opinion. He's also one called canceled, okay? I, you don't want to hear me sing, but I am, I'm somebody that sings a lot, mm. but privately. Welcome to Mark Savant Media. Welcome to South Florida, PBDM fam. Have you started playing the Clubhouse yet? It's the Future Talk Radio. Would love to have you in one of the rooms. Honestly, I'm on Clubhouse, but I've not done a single room on Clubhouse. I'd be interested in knowing Yeah, we ought to do on one. On we ought to do I, one. I, I hear a lot about it. Yes. We haven't done anything Nicole Sirino, recall Gavin Newsom, signed the petition. Rand Paul, Tulsi Gabbard, 2024. Rest in peace, Aunt Jemina, racism solved, okay? 15 bucks over here, Charles Moscarella, bet you can't have presidents thinking they can do crazy things just before leaving office. He was still president during the insurrection. Okay, so, okay, that's what we got right there. All right, let's continue. Next topic, next topic, what we got is, let's go into NBA. NBA now requires to play the national anthem after the Dallas Mavericks halt ritual, specifically Mark Cuban, decided to stop playing the national anthem in the game. This is something that the NBA has been doing for a long time. The league announcement comes after the news that Dallas Mavs ceased mm -hmm. playing the national anthem prior to home games this season at the direction of owner Mark Cuban. The Mavs have not played the national anthem before any home games this season. A, a spokesperson told NBC the announcement from Bass seems to contradict the previous statement from NBA spokesperson Tim Frank, who told the NBC News that teams are permitted to run their pregame operations as they see fit. 
through league policy, NBA requires a stand for national anthem, according to the NBC Sports. NBC Commissioner Adam Silver hasn't strictly enforced the rule, allowing players to kneel during the anthem in the NBA bubble last season. So, uh, you know, Mark Cuban decides to not play the national anthem. I don't know if, uh, well, we watched the interview together yesterday mm-hmm. with uh, the girl from ESPN. I don't know her name, but she's always on. Rachel and Nichols. Rachel Nichols. And he said, look, it's not that I wasn't planning on doing it. We just didn't know if we were going to do it or not. We were just kind of listening to the audience. And some of them thought it wasn't a uh, uh, something that represented their community. They didn't want it to be played. Others wanted it to be played. So we just kind of saw what we're at. And now we're going to go back and playing it. So what are your thoughts about the National Anthem and Mark Cuban? I mean, let me just start off with Mark Cuban. I know you're listening. Play the damn National Anthem. I'll say it again. Play the damn national anthem. We're here in America. The flip side to that is, you want to kneel? You want to do the Colin Kaepernick thing? Cool. But play the got national anthem. Tell me why. Tell me We're why. here in freaking America. What, what are we mean, talking what about? What do you mean by that? So what do you mean by that? We're in America. What's the big deal? I mean, are, are, <coughs> how, like, listen, obviously. I'm, this is the I'm, argument yeah. that they're making. So I'm trying okay. to see what your argument is. I mean, is. obviously, I'm, I, you know, there's certain things I'm a little left on, certain things I'm a little right on. Right. But where are we in the conversation where no more national anthem, no more America, the Star Spangled Banner is a divisive topic? Okay, cool. If you want to, if you want to protest and kneel during the anthem, I'm good with that. I'm good with the Colin Kaepernick thing. Raise your voice. You know, social justice. I'm cool with that. But to the point of saying no national anthem, are you freaking kidding me? You know when the, like when did the national anthem like really started sports games? You did some research on uh, this. World War One. World War One, right? Okay, so World War Two. I'm assuming it, it was big. For me, being a kid, I remember you know, I pledged allegiance at school every you know, 1991, the national anthem. Who sang it at the Super Bowl? You remember that? Whitney Houston, completely crushed the national anthem. We were in the middle of Desert Storm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We were at a war, George W. Bush Sr., I'm George Bush Sr., H.W. Bush. She completely crushed the national anthem. From that day forward, I'm like, damn. Like, I I get down with the national anthem. Now, if you again, if you want to protest, you have the right to protest. Peaceful protest. You totally have that right. You want to put your fist up, you want to kneel, I'm good with that. But in no under no circumstance in America today should it be even a conversation of should we play the national anthem? Is the national anthem the right thing to do? If you don't want to be in America, get the out of out of America. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I actually 100% agree with Adam here. I was thinking the same thing. You, you, at the end of the day, you do have the freedom to leave. Like it's just like at a job. If you don't like certain things, it's one thing to complain about it. But at the end of the day, you still decide to be at that job, and you accept all the conditions that occur with it. If you don't like it, go find another place. You have that freedom. But you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too, and like Adam said, the national anthem is at the end. Of, that's kind of a that's the, you're being in America. You're accepting that even immigrants that come here, you're accepting the national anthem. That's yeah. part of the deal. Any any different opinion than what we've heard so far? Any different opinion thoughts, Mario? Any different opinion than what he just said so far? I mean, I just give two cents here. Uh, I think it's interesting because none no countries are perfect. I mean, obviously there's there's um, baggage that comes with everything. And to, to change things completely, like changing the national anthem and traditions, I know we talked about traditions yesterday of how changing, tra- like people adjust to traditions. Traditions traditionally don't change based on who's there. And you've talked about this culture and companies as well. Yeah. Of There's a set culture, and then 
people don't change it. Either they adapt to it or, like you guys have mentioned, they can leave. You know, <clears throat> here's, what, here's what I would say with this. So what you, what you said, everybody, what you're saying here is uh, nine years ago, I'm at uh, Malibu at this one private meeting that was taking place and Prager was there. And then as Prager said, what makes religions work? Okay, and he's going through it. What makes people go to, so why does Catholicism work and, you know, do so well? Why is the Judaism religion, you know, he's going through everything. He says, because of what? The word rituals, right? Rituals. There are certain rituals. Rituals, you know, uh, I'm a Christian, but I would go, I I prefer to pray in Catholic church. I think I told you guys, I like to pray in Catholic church, even though I'm a Christian. Some people say, you're out of your mind. Why do you want to do that? That's me. I prefer to pray at a Catholic church, because to me, I feel a little bit more, uh, uh, it's different to me when I go there. When you go to a Catholic church, you know, you, there's so many rituals. Christians don't have that many rituals, if you think mm. about it. Non-denominational, evangelical, not that many rituals. Judaism, lots of, rituals. lots of rituals. Christians have rituals, don't get me wrong, but not at the level of. So then you bring it back and you say, okay, America. Mario, uh, when we came here, Mario was staying with us for the first uh, uh, couple days, uh, more like 20 days. But, you know, <laughs> he stayed with us here for the first couple weeks, and he's got a nice place now right here, beautiful place he's staying at right next to Kipom. He loves uh, his new bed, by the way. Yeah, I bet he does. So so for, for about a week, Mario, what song did you hear me listen to for hours? Uh, Amazing Grace. How many times did you hear me listen to it? Honestly. On repeat, a couple hours every night. Every night, couple hours. No joke. That was your go-to song every oh, night. Oh, and, and, and what happened every time I listened to it? You get emotional. You have no idea how emotional I get. Huh. Listen to that song. No, no, but there's a specific song. There's a specific Who? Which person. One? Which Anyways, one? there's a playlist. I listen to it, right? Okay. And, you know, it, it, it kind of gets me to think about how lucky I am, incredible life I have, all the screw-ups in life all the dumb stuff I've done, and I'm still forgiven. I still have the life that I have, and you've still been giving me the life that I'm living today. Are you, I'm the luckiest man alive, right? So national anthem. What's the national anthem? You know, the, the greatest country in the world fought for this. People that came before us, they did what they did, and we have the ability to sit here, and we're going to forget about that, mm-hmm. and you don't want to play just because you don't want to play because people are offended? Okay, so he said the reason why we didn't want to do it is because certain people in our community didn't want to hear the national anthem. Certain in way. Dallas. Let me get this straight. In Dallas, Texas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did that poll? <laughs> who did that market research? Yeah. You know how sometimes my employees would come to me and you know, salespeople would come to me and say, a lot of people are not happy with this. Really? Name me one. Uh, 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 they said, really, give me how many people they are. And then it's always uh, uh, John and Bob. Oh, okay, so it's two people. So yeah. don't say they. Right. It's two people. How many agents do we have? 18,000. Two people say it. We mm-hmm. can't sit there for two people. You know. So, so you, you're living in Dallas. Most people in Dallas are what? Love America, mm-hmm. conservative, hardworking, entrepreneurs, business owners. Your ticket prices are not five bucks. If you are yeah. listening to a community that you said they don't want the national anthem to be played, what is the average income of that community? Let's do the numbers. Why don't you make your ticket uh, prices? Ticket holders, why don't you make saying. your ticket prices yeah. available to that community? Why don't you make yeah. your ticket prices ten bucks? Why, why do you have ticket prices so expensive? If it's so much about the community, stop selling hundred dollar tickets, two hundred dollar tickets, five hundred. If you're so concerned mm-hmm. about the community, but if somebody's buying a five hundred dollar ticket to come watch your game, two hundred dollar ticket to watch your game, for two I'm taking my kid and I do that once a year and you know twice a year. 
I'm making $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year to buy a $200 ticket. If not, by the way, I've never been to a basketball game in my life. I went to a basketball game as a kid one time, and the star of that game was Sedell Treat. And Tony Smith. You probably Lakers. don't even Lakers. remember those names. Yeah. yeah Number early, three. Early, ni- early yeah. to mid-90s. But the point is. Nick Van Axel? The point is Nick Van Axel was a star that came a little yeah. bit after that. But, but here's the point I'm trying to make to you. If you say your community doesn't want the national anthem to be played, show us the report. What percentage of your community doesn't want to play it? Because let's just say that number is 10%. Yeah. Say that number is 20%. Mm-hmm. I can find 50 other things that 10 or 20% of people are offended by you do. What are you going to do? Change again? Yeah, exactly. So every single time a small minority community comes out and says, well, we're going to have change every single time? I'm part of the minority. I'm Middle Eastern. How many Middle Easterns are in America? I'm a Syrian. I'm part of the minority community. I I don't have a four-year degree. I don't have a two-year degree. I am a minority. I came to the States, green card, got my citizenship a day after I was in the military. What are you going to do? Everything I complain about, you're going to say, oh, my gosh, Patrick's upset? No. Yeah, I have to work my way up, have a voice, get my okay. So I don't know. Look, uh, there's there's two different types of people. You know, people compare him and Trump together on you know Mark Cuban and Trump and all this other stuff. By the way, yesterday you asked me a question. Said if Cuban ever ran, would you vote for him? What I tell you depends on who he runs against. against. And And I gave you the roster. Who did I? What did I say? I said if he ran against Bernie, you said uh, Cuban. Cuban. If he ran against Biden, you'd say Cuban. Cuban, Cuban. all if, day. If he ran against Trump, you said, I don't know what you said. No, you didn't Trump. ask Trump. You said, you, you Pence. said, Ted you Cruz. Said you Pence. said Pence. Oh, Ted Cruz is where you kind of were. I said I would be a little bit yeah. uh, in the middle because yeah. Cuban at least understands business, but the difference is the following. What concerns me, he's obviously another future candidate that wants to yeah. be a business. It's a yeah. movement right now of entrepreneurs becoming president. You respect Cuban. Oh, but there's you, things you don't what, how do you not agree res- with. How do you not respect the guy? Okay. First of all, how do you not respect the guy? You go to Indiana University. The guy's a ridiculous numbers guy, mm-hmm. an incredible sales guy, learns to use his numbers and sales together, becomes a billionaire, buys the Mavs, brings the first championship. Like, there is no, I don't respect the guy. Mm-hmm. I disagree with this assessment of this situation. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's not, there's no, I don't respect the guy for what he's done in his life. He's created a lot of jobs. He's brought a lot of, you know, different things that he's done. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think uh, we have to... This whole cancel culture, if it changes the rituals and what America stands for, we're going to lose okay. our values and principles. Then America is no longer America. No. Because it, it, America is just a land. What is America founded on? If it is, let's just kind of keep reminding ourselves that this is what America's on. Sometimes we need, and you know what affirmation is? Affirmation is what? Hearing the same thing, what? Over and over and over again. I had an affirmation list with 30 uh, affirmations. People would come to my house. Friends of mine would come to my house. They'd be sitting in this place or... They take the affirmation. They go to the bathroom. They say, Pat, you got all these laminated stuff on the wall. They would read it. They're like, man, I'm fired up because I had these affirmations. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you some of the affirmations till today. We have to listen to National Anthem. It's an affirmation. It's an affirmation. It's who we are. It's who we are. And we listen to it over and over and over. And my favorite service of the year is Christmas. You go to Christmas, you hear this story. At the end, Dudley would put up the candles. He had one at the front. All of us would walk up. We would light up our small candle, then we go in our community, then we would light up whoever's around us, 5, 10, 15 people, and all of a sudden you got 5,000 people with candle. They would turn off the lights. He would say, hold it like this. Don't let the candle drop on the floor, et cetera, et cetera. And you would look at it like, this is awesome. Every year you would go to like, it's so freaking amazing. Ritual. It's a ritual. It's a reminder. One person can light up a country and inspire mm-hmm. them. So I don't know if this is a good thing he's doing himself. I'm glad the, the NBA took their position, by the way. Phenomenal job. Shout out kudos to, to the NBA. Yeah, like, kudos no, to the NBA for taking that position. So it, it, it seems to, to just use the Cuban-Trump analogy, and this is one of the things that always frustrated me of Trump, 
And it, this is what Cuban's doing right now. It's the people are saying they people they're saying they, yeah people are saying yeah. and 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 I got to give credit. I don't remember the interview that uh, Jonathan Swan, the I think he's British, uh, not British, uh, New Zealand or Australian reporter. The he sat down and did the one on one. He says, "Who's saying? Tell me who's saying." Yeah. Get, tell tell me who's saying. What people are saying. It's so like I love what you said. And it who's was they? With you. who's they? Well, yeah. Bob and John. Okay, so two people are saying. So that's what people are saying. Yeah. But by the who way, who did the research? We, on that? we all do yeah. it. When do we use that? When we're cornered. Yeah. When yeah. You're, when you're well, I heard. Cover. Yeah, but but we all I heard. We all do that. Saying, but when we do that, hear, when we do that, yeah. we can still be held accountable. Yeah. Also, and if, if you have an argument, guess what? Then you say, "Here's who said it." Okay, yeah. fair. I didn't know. Yeah. Then let's talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you say they people in our community are not happy, what percentage of your people in your community who is upset about yeah. the national anthem? According it's to such an yeah. easy way to BS your way yeah. out of a I'm topic. Not a fan oh, of that. People are saying also, also the way in the interview how he put it of oh we did we didn't decide we're kind of just seeing how it goes but now we'll go back to it. See, it was see very that. safe answer of yeah. like of not trying to play that's or take why a stance. he could be a president yeah. one day. But, but diplomatic. I think I think also yesterday on the interview with Adam and Robert, uh, Robert was mentioning that a lot of people don't have financial education. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I think a lot of people don't know the meaning of the United States flag, of the or, the, or what we have done. I mean, I come from Colombia originally, so for me being here, every time, even that I'm not a, 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 a an American U.S. citizen born here. I always stand up and give my respect to the flag just because all the great things that I have gotten for coming to America. So I just think that a lot of U.S. citizens in high school, I went to high school here in the United States, college, they don't teach us the value of what United States of America, of America means. Yeah, it's, and, and this is a guy that, yeah, you know, he, he fought to come here from, at what age did you come here from, uh, 14 years old? 14. 14 years old. You got your bachelor's degree? Yes. On your own dime, mm -hmm. who paid for it? I was working 46 hours a week while going to school. And what degree did you get? Bachelor's in what? I have a bachelor's in accounting and a bachelor's in corporate finance. How, how old were you when you got the bachelor's in those two? Hey, I finished at 21. And how many, How much family you had here while you were in... in, in I have no family here no in the family. United States. I mean, that's, that's the story. Willing yeah. to go through... By the way, I, I, want, I do want to respond to a couple of people that commented yeah. that are against us. Okay. I do want to talk about that. So here's... Here's uh, uh, one of the comments says, uh, do you know the second stanza of the anthem? It's offense to the people who build the country. Air, uh, R. St Stothart. I'm going to come back to you because you had another comment as well. Adam, I don't agree with you politically, but I listened to your financial videos and wanted to say thanks for sharing your wisdom. Matthew Elliott, okay, thank you. Chris Hunter, Pat, what are your thoughts on General Grimes fired from uh, Mandalorian? Also, what are your thoughts on Brian Rose run, running for mayor of uh, London? I support Brian. I sent him a message. I said, Brian, I wish you nothing but the best. Him and I communicated. That's Chris Hunter, but this is the question. Stephen Quinonios, Francis Scott Key, who wrote the anthem, was a slave owner, and most people didn't know that last, that to last five years. So what's, so that's what drives people crazy and want to change the America, the beautiful soy boy mafia hashtag. <laughs> so your community. Yeah. Let, let me give the answer to that, my perspective. Just so you know, Assyrians were slave owners. Blacks were slave owners. Jews were slave owners. You go back 200 years ago, 300 years ago, every culture owned As, slaves. Yeah. Every culture owned slaves. There is not one that never owned slaves. Africa owned slaves. They do many small, till today, 
there are many countries that own slaves. What are we going to do? So now we have to get rid of all the history of everybody that at one point had it. Is that what we're going to be doing? So, so what if right now somebody said uh, this one large insurance company that's one of our competitors, uh, and they've been around since 1868. Okay, it's based out of New York, hence. You, okay, so did you know that back in the days they sold life insurance to slave owners? So one of my guys said, we should use that when we're going up against our competitors and bring that up. I said, you're never going to do that. Why? Because if they did it, other people did it. Exactly. That was legal back then. It was stupid. It was not good. It wasn't anything that we agree with today. But back then, it was what? Legal. legal. Okay? Very simple. Legal. And if it was legal back then, no one is breaking what? The law. law. Okay? Very simple. So does it mean we endorse it? Of course not. Does it mean we support it? Absolutely not. Does it mean we sit there and we say, oh, my gosh, you know, it's, it's, it's who cares? No, that's not what we're saying. It wasn't a law back then. So large insurance companies, uh, uh, what do you call it? They sold insurance to slave owners. Should we shut all of them down? All the banks here, all the banks in America, every single one of them, Bank of America, Bank of Italy, used to be Bank of Italy. So every single one of the banks in America, finance and help open up accounts for slave owners. Should we shut down all the banks? Should, should, should we shut down all the banks? That's what we should do. So every book you ever read that's an old book, okay, we're talking about 200 years ago, that are classics. Oh, somebody in their family, should we get rid of that book? So is this the direction we're going to go? So, so a crime everybody committed, now we should bring it back, and because of that embarrassed in public, is that the direction we're going? <sighs> Again, that is a form of a nuclear war. Because if you constantly go and say, but you did this 79 years ago, but you did this 200 years ago. Look at what happened Kevin Hart. Who didn't want to see Kevin Hart do the Oscars? Who didn't want to see him as the host? Everybody wanted to see him do the, be the host. But no, back in 2014, here's what Kevin Hart tweeted. Are you kidding me? And then they went through what they did with Kevin Hart? No. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, to me, it is part of the tradition. It's what we've used. Everybody and anybody that we know, on their resume, there is something bad, including yourself, Kenyon. I bet you if I were to go and do hire somebody $50,000 and I told them your project is to go investigate to see what bad things you did, I guarantee we would bring out some things that you wouldn't be happy with. I mean, we're human. We're not perfect. That's the point. None of us are perfect. We make mistakes. That's yeah. just the way it is. What's that one song? I'm only human, born to make mistakes. Yeah. To make it's one of the best commercials, mistakes. by the way. Go ahead. Uh, and I think another thing there is kind of you're judging the past with today's perspective and today's uh, values and principles that we have or our viewpoints right now, which just doesn't make sense because mm -hmm. times change. Things that are okay in the past aren't okay now and vice versa. Things that are okay now aren't weren't okay then. So you're just you're, you're confusing the times and how you look at things. And in that case there's going to be wrong things with everything. I mean, again, we're human. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And at different points in time, those things are okay or those things are normal. Watch this. I can't hear my... Okay, thank you. So what is February? Black History Month. Black History Month, yeah. right? Okay. America, do you know what percentage of Americans are African American? 13%. Exactly, good number. That's yeah. the number, 13.4%. Mm -hmm. Do you know what percentage of our company are African American out probably, of our 18,000... 30 percent, maybe 20, 22 percent. Hmm. Between 20 to 22 percent, 50 percent Latino, 50 percent Latino, 20 yeah. to 20 percent African American, right? Okay, 20 percent white. Where are we at? You guys are up there, but okay. you're like top five. No, no, no not, not you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's top five. But he, he, here's the point I'm trying to make to you Does this mean that we don't have 
you know, 50% of the company to be white that we're racist against. Like, you understand what I'm exactly. saying? Like, what are you going to do every time? You're racist against somebody. Every company, you know, yeah. like, but this son, this month is Black History Month. So the teacher asks my son, uh, which character do you want to write a report about for Black History Month at the school that he's going to? So him and my wife are having a conversation together. And my son says, because my son has read a lot of books on Martin Luther King. Any book I get mm. that I can give him on Martin Tico. Luther King, I want you, yeah, Tico. I want him to read it. So he says, I want to write about Martin Luther King. Jen says, why don't you try somebody else? Because everybody else is doing Martin Luther King. He says, okay. He comes back. He says, you know what, Mom? I want to do it on Rosa Parks. He said this yesterday. Mm. He said, okay, son. So he's doing his report on Rosa Parks. How's he, how does he know about Rosa Parks? He's read multiple books on Rosa Parks. Why? Because we want to teach him the history of America. Mm -hmm. We don't sit there and say, don't read this. Don't read this. You know, read this. Here's what happened. The this good and what, the bad. Dude, I went and seen the real bus of Rosa Parks. That was. I went to the bus where it, it was in Dearborn. It's in Ford Museum. Eric and I drove as we were driving here, and yeah. he got me a lot of crap for this, was because we were driving through Alabama, and... I saw we were about to pass Montgomery, and then Selma was further south. So I was like, let's just drive through Selma and the uh, Pete something bridge, where they the famous bridge where they marched over it. We drove over it and kind of just checked out the area. So absolutely, there's there's a lot you can learn, and there's a lot you can you have to kind of know of it to not repeat the mistakes. What's the quote? Those who don't read history repeat history. Yep. Mm -hmm. Adam, I think even just what we're doing right now. You're giving your perspective. You're giving your perspective. I'm giving my perspective. We all have different per perspectives. It's important. I'm not saying you're 100% right. You're 100% wrong. It's important to talk things out. One thing that stands out to me, even on the podcast, I remember when we were during the middle of all the protests, George Floyd, they were going down and removing a lot of the Confederate statues, ruining them all. And you asked me a question, should the Confederate statues be removed and uh, listen no fan of confederacy whatsoever like not even close um and i give a very emotional response and i, I hell yeah take them down get the hell out of here uh, and people are like well what do you mean take them down i'm like get them out get fuck them da -da -da -da. and then after cooler heads prevailed i listened to some other perspectives i rethought my perspective i reanalyzed my stance of this i said you know what they should go in a museum for history, if you want to learn, there's a Confederate museum over there. We can't cancel the past. We can learn from it. If you're not, if you don't learn from history, you're destined to repeat it. So I remember on, a, on another podcast, I gave uh, a um, I reformed my answer, and I said, "Well, you know, I thought about it, and I'd like to reverse course. And I, you know, I don't think they should just remove everything, but I don't think it should be out there in the public to be grandstanded on. Like these are these people weren't heroes. At the end of the day, they were traitors." But it is part of our history. So put it in a museum. You know, if you want to learn about it, go for it. So what's important is to have a conversation, to hear your thoughts, to hear my thoughts, to hear the BLM social justice thoughts, to hear why, you know, the, the South will rise again, hear their perspective, talk it out. I did an interview with Daryl Davis. The most important thing you can do is respect somebody's opinion and be willing to listen. You might disagree, but hear them out. And when you can talk to somebody and you can have an open dialogue. That's where you'll find some compromise in the middle. The cancel culture up, get out, you're out, go up. Oh, but go, that's where that. we are, though. That's where we are. It's though. a very dangerous. Un unfortunately, slope. that's where we are. So yeah. what I, I told Robert Kiyosaki, I said we are living in the walking on walking on eggshell society. This is the walking on eggshell era. Robert F. Kennedy just got canceled yeah. off of uh, Instagram. If you want to put him up, uh, permanent ban. 
Uh, Robert, all the way to the right. I see Robert. Mari, all the way up to the right. The link. There you go. There yep, you go. right there. Click on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Instagram on Wednesday took down the account of controversial anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy. We removed this account for repeatedly sharing debunked claims about the coronavirus or vaccine. Spokesperson for Facebook, which owns Instagram, said in a statement, Kennedy, the son of the form late former U.S. General, U.S. Attorney General, U.S. Senator, and Presidential Candidate Robert F. Kennedy has repeatedly spoken out against the vaccine. He has lobbied Congress to give parents exemptions from state requirements that mandate their vaccine their children. Look Look what an insane sentence that is. He has lobbied Congress to give parents exemptions from state requirements that mandate they vaccinate their children. That's supposed to be controversial. Let me read it one more time. Like, it's horrible. That's supposed to be controversial. He lobbied Congress to give parents exemptions from state requirements that mandate they vaccinate their children. Mandate. Horrible. That's, that's supposed to be like a... Read the next sentence, though. The lifelong Democrat downplays his anti-vaccine views, though, by saying that he is actually in favor of safe vaccines and noting that all of his children have been vaccinated. There you go. Kennedy's Facebook page with more than 300,000 followers was, uh, was still active at the time of the publication. The company spokesperson said that there were no plans to take down the page at this time. Children's Health Defense, the nonprofit group Kennedy chairs that expresses skepticism about the health uh, benefits of vaccines said it could not immediately comment on Instagram actions. Facebook has struggled mm -hmm. for years to crack down. Um, him and I had a conversation about this a month ago. He called me about this a month ago because he was already getting challenged. Let, let me this. tee this up for your yes. response, if you will, <clears throat> because there's two stories going on here. Obviously, uh, big tech, um, you know, canceling people's voices, and then obviously vaccine. You held a vaccine debate with Robert Kennedy Jr. himself and, Dershowitz, yeah. and Alan Dershowitz. This was about three, four months yep. ago. Million views, everything. What were your biggest takeaways from that debate? What do you recall from that? I, look, here, here's, it's two lawyers. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert is known as being an incredible environmental lawyer. Alan's a lawyer. He's been a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, professor? Huge uh, defense lawyer. Huge I mean, defense lawyer. Constitutional lawyer for yeah. 51 years at Harvard. Obama took his class. Like that's, He's defending Trump these days. Yeah. He's defended OJ. Oh, Super yeah. famous. His resume, is, his resume is ridiculous yeah. on what he's done. Okay. Um, look, I like a good debate because I learn. I sit there and I say, okay, this makes sense. So, hey, well, if you're doing this uh, vaccine, do it after your kid's three years old. Okay, cool. The risk is when it's 18 months to t uh, 36 months. Okay, that's good to know. If you're going through this, it's purely the option. Mm -hmm. what, what is scary is the fact that you can't even have the conversation today. Like, it, it's like, a, a, oh, that guy said anti-vax. Okay. Every single mm -hmm. vaccine that we've had to get, we've gotten. Me, my wife, our kids, everything. I've been over-vaccinated because I was in the Army. When you're in the yeah. Army, you're like a, what do you call guinea it? You're, pig, you're, you're a guinea pig. Yeah. They test on you. And you have Same to with sign. Galera. Yeah, you, you sign saying weird things could happen to you. Obviously, a lot of weird things happened to me after that. But uh, <laughs> That so, makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, it's a scary era we're going. Okay, And all of this started off with one guy being taken off of social media. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. That's where this all started. That's where all this started. Well, Alec someone like that, rightfully so. Like, what's the... Yeah. What's the line that you should cross? What's the what's the line you Whoa. cross where it's like, all right, you've just gone from free speech to completely lying or you know, giving false narratives? Like you, you could say what you want, but yeah. you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. What's the line, right? I mean, this is the same thing that the slippery slope I, people I, have I, been I debating disagree. for years. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But you mean to tell me like we can't have technology right now that says on the bottom, like you guys got billions of dollars. You, you mean to tell me you can't do technology right now at the bottom says misstatement okay and it just comes up that's all you have mm -hmm. to do so imagine you do a video that's all they had bro, over no, trump's no. every single tweet no, that he but, did. Yeah. no but what i'm saying to you is 
No, it wasn't. It was just a blanket one. Everything he said, it was blanket. CDC this. It was all blanket, right? The impeachment is not this. The, or the electoral vi- college is yeah, uh, so, beg to differ. But, but you just have to show, according to, give us the, the top 100 sources, credible, mm-hmm. okay? And then say, inaccurate statement. According to Statistica, this, this, that. Great. Right more. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm like, oh, shoot, we were wrong. Great. We did. Re- so are you saying that someone can say whatever they want, but as long as they're fact-checked at no. the bottom? Well, yeah. What I'm trying to say is if, we, if we're going at this level of advancement, mm-hmm. just give us a source at the bottom, technology, YouTube, whoever it is, and say, this is wrong. Here's what the answer is. Great. Now we know. There's a form of accountability and embarrassment, quite yeah. frankly. There's a, oh, shoot, I hate saying wrong things. Oh, my gosh, my apologies, mm-hmm. guys. This gotcha. is what it was. So it gets people to kind of be a little bit more careful at throwing just general statements out there, gotcha. right? Okay, so I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not comfortable with anybody just being taken down. But nowadays, for a guy to says he lobbied to get parents to have the ability of an exemption mm-hmm. against mandated vaccines. vaccines, like that, just that sentence is a. <laughs> but it's also labeling. He's an anti-vaxer. Yeah. Well, no, he well, was questioning uh vaccines. his argument was in 1972 when i got the shots or my kids got the shots it was three of them today it's 72 six you know 60 some shots 70 some shots kids are gonna get why do the we go the from the world hasn't gotten way yeah. dirtier or way more dangerous. why do we go from three to 70 shots that a kid should get that makes no sense that's what he's arguing why that's, do we go from three is to there 70 a correct number that you find to be i'm not an expert i'm yeah. not a doctor i'm not a scientist all i'm saying is let's keep debating the topic of vaccines that's all i'm saying oh well, we have a doctor here dr lude i mean your brother's going to be a doctor i'm sure you have these conversations with uh with your fat brother cj uh, cj shout out uh, no i think where it's, you at with this guy i definitely think uh me myself i've uh my mom never vaccinated us or we've never been vaccinated uh, really yeah you're nope. not vaccinated. Not at all. Um, I'm move so, the hell away. From so none I, of you. None of us. Okay. Except my my older brother and my older sister. They had to get some shots as they were going to med school. Actually, mm. interestingly enough, um, so they were required, and at that point, they chose to get the vaccines they needed to. But I think I definitely th- I definitely agree with what Pat's saying that there's there's um, there's arguments that should be had or debates and kind of seeing. How good or how is it? Because obviously, there's a there's a certain risk with not getting vaccinated, and then there's a there's a counter risk of getting vaccinated. Can you guys do this? Be the devil's advocate right now. Let's let's try devil's advocate argument. Not okay. not not that it's your position. Make the case why it makes sense to take him off of Instagram. Let's all do the devil's advocate thing. Okay. Why he's, did it make sense? Be the other side. He's Tell me. Spreading misinformation okay. that is gonna that it's gonna make people not get the COVID vaccine. Therefore, more people will die. Okay, good. What else? Is he specifically talking about the COVID vaccine or just vaccines and overall? Vaccines, period. But this okay. year it also became COVID vaccine. Why Why does it make sense to take down Kennedy? Can I go uh, conspiracy theory? Uh, Do it. Version? Yeah, go for it. Say it. Well, if you have an agenda uh, and you're going to profit off something, and again, I'm not saying this is my personal belief, but if you have an agenda, uh, you know, big pharma is a huge, huge industry. They're, they're lobbying you know, is, 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 some, is the highest lobbying in, in Washington, D.C., you're basically cutting off your money. So if people are now cutting off the money supply, then that obviously affects my business. Mm-hmm. And I'm, on, I'm the one paying for your campaign, paying for this. So there's, there is ties and connection to all that. Again, whether it's true or not, none of us know. But this is where you really go into this shady, dark area of, control and and all that and if you start doing the censoring and all that 
like who's fact checking the fact checkers, right? That's also another. Yeah, but I, I want their argument. You're, you're, mean, say, you're saying FTM, follow the money. Follow the money. That's yeah. the, the number one rule in journalism. And it it's the time. It, it, it's uh, always stood the test of time is follow the money. Okay. Adam, do you have a, a devil's advocate? I mean, I, I, I agree with him on the follow the money thing. I mean. Why does it make sense to take him down? Give the other side argument, not what you think. Give the other side of the argument. He was taken down. They did the right thing because dot, dot, dot. Misinformation. Okay. Whose money are you affecting? Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Where are you going with this? I I'm, no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not yeah. going anywhere with this. So it, I don't, I'm just really curious to know the other side's argument. I mean, it's just, it's a scary situation when you don't agree with somebody. Who's making the call? All right, that's it. You're done. You're banned. You're off Instagram. You're off Twitter. Who are the people in the room having that conversation? But, but do you notice Is there like a, a council? Like, all right, it's up at the top now. Who are the three people making that the decision? What are, their yeah. what are their political affiliations? That's where it's going. Where are they yeah. at? Who's in the room? Yeah. Is it like the who's minority the report? Is where it you the middle have like, manager? Is it the... Yeah. Look, it's kind of like Is it going this. to Zook? Like who's who's like making the show? You talked to Kiyosaki yesterday. You believe save that money. Yeah. He doesn't. He thinks it's a waste of money. I asked him to say it. He said, I will not say it. Okay, great. So save that money, right? Yeah. Okay. No problem. So if you were to say, make the argument for the other side, cash is trash. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. the argument why cash is king. We can do that. Yeah. Why are they, give me an argument. You're in the boardroom. We have to take them down. Why? Because of that, 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 that. What is it? Okay. So you're stuck. What is it? Is it just misinformation and conspiracy theory? Is he's it obviously our, perpetuating what they feel is the wrong information. You know he's who's, perpetuating a lie. Can you pull up CNN's biggest advertisers? Oh, I'm sure it's all the big pharma. Hello. CNN's it? biggest advertisers. Biggest advertisers. Geico. That's what year, though? 2018? 2018 is a different... Okay, let's just, let's just look at this. Otsela. Who's Otesla? Otesla with the Premalac. Humila, I don't even know what the hell they do, but I've seen that commercial a billion times. Okay. It's like the commercial <laughs> where the sleeping, the butterfly comes in your room. And I, makes I don't know. I, don't, like, I mean, you I should also not, look up uh, uh, lobbyists for uh, even Biden or Trump. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And by the way, it's not like CNN took him down. Facebook, uh, Instagram took him down. Facebook yeah. took well, him down. Tesla is a pill that can help you achieve clearer skin. Or Tesla is a pill that can give you clearer skin. So it's kind of like uh, uh, what is that one uh, other pill? That uh, uh, helps you with skin. Uh, Accutane. Uh, Accutane. Yeah. Accutane. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I'm curious. You know, I'm curious to know what, uh, is it just purely money? Is it just purely, you know, let's get I'd, him out because be he's an anti-argument. What our, what our oh, they're, they're, has to they're say putting points vaccine. here. They are putting their points here. They're writing their stuff. You know, our bodies heal Kai, themselves. you got a fellow Norwegian, Benjamin. Yeah, Kai, I'm from they're Norway They're putting too. their points here. So Sata. let's say, say something to him in Norwegian. Benjamin Sata. Bashira, Bashira. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's continue. Let's continue here on uh, another topic that we got. Um, countries, most business-friendly countries in the world. Okay, let's pull that up. Most business-friendly countries in the world. Okay, if we look at the most business-friendly countries in the world. Uh, Kai, do you have a number on which one it is? Uh, is the Wikipedia one, that one. Okay, so the easiest countries in the world to do business in. By the way, mm. look at this. Every year they've been number one except for 16, 15. They were second. It's a, I'd love to, before you say it, Yeah. poll the audience who they think the most business friendly. Maybe someone who gets it's it right. It's already up, though. It's already up, it's guys. Already great up. job. Great job, up. everybody. So, 
It's already up. But they but can't t- see that screen though. Yeah, yeah they maybe can. they can. Take, take okay, a look at they this. They can see it. They can see so, it. So by the way, look at this. Singapore. Singapore was number one for like ten years straight. Do you see that? You yeah. see the Singapore run, and now it's Seven been New Zealand 16, the last four years. Yeah. So it's a dog fight between two people. New Zealand two and countries. Singapore. New Zealand, and who was the other one with that? That uh, yes, really only two people. And Hong Kong is you know top three, top four. They're Hong doing Kong, their thing. Hong Kong, Denmark, South Korea, U.S. is number six. United States is is, is consistently six. in the top. Five, however, give or take. however, look look at the ranking. It used to be number three. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it went from three to four to five to four to seven to eight to six to eight to six. Okay. So so. It was a little bit higher, went to seven last year of Obama, went to eight first year of uh, Trump, okay? Then uh, it uh, dropped off to six, then eight, then six. So that's regulation right there. Okay, well, Georgia. Why would... Um, wow, look at Georgia. It went from 100 yes. in 2006 to sixth and seventh place. That's a big jump. That's, that's reform. Right that's there. reform, and that's a government change in yeah. UK. Uh, about the same place. They used to be fourth in 2011. Now it's eighth. Norway uh, used to be fifth. Now ninth. Used to be eleventh. So relatively around the top ten is where they yeah. are. Norway. Look at China. Where is China? China. China's China, towards China, the bottom China, of the China, list. China. They're highlighted yeah, yeah. in yellow. China. Right highlighted in yellow. Right on the left. Thirty-one. Yeah. Used to be ninety-one. That one's jumped significantly. Yeah, it's jumped too. because well, because they are allowed capitalism to yeah, take its, its course. Yeah, and it's also moved mm-hmm. more towards capitalism as opposed to it has the government communism. But uh, you can build your business exactly. and, and do what you're doing. Yeah. So then, so, so then, go all the way at the bottom. Let's see what's all the way at the bottom. Like what countries? Look at do my we people see? in Kazakhstan, top Ar- hundred. Armenia, Chile, Italy. Look at Italy, fifty-eighth place. Mexico, sixtieth. India, sixty-three. But look how much they've come up. Yeah, one thirty. They're they're coming growth. up as well. Uh, keep going a little lower, Qatar, Mario. Let's well. see what we see right there. Qatar, Greece, 79th. Wow. Um, go lower, 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 lower. See if anything stands out at the bottom with nations that we Guatemala's know about. Guatemala, Mario, you guys are doing good. Ooh, from so 118 to, to What are you doing in America, Oye, man? Mi gente like, in Guatemala. Keep going. Brazil, 124. Uh, Argentina, 126. Used to be 77. So they're going the other way around. Iran. About the same place. Yeah, it's been about the same place. Pretty consistently not good for business. Yeah. Uh, Ecuador, okay, same place. Keep going lower. Let's see what is like names that you see. Uh, Names. Nothing, nothing. uh, Surprising. Yeah. Iraq, Afghanistan. Where do you see Iraq? 172. Okay. Afghanistan, 173. Guys, breaking news. It's pretty tough to do business in Afghanistan and Iraq. (laughs) And Syria as well. If you're thinking about starting a business there, you're going to want to reconsider that. Uh, Same with Venezuela. Venezuela's down there too. 188. The are worst you, country to do business, though, surprised? is our friends in Somalia. The wow. Somalian pirates. Okay, go to, go to minimum wage. Drug minimum wage countries, Kai. Pat, can, before um, we leave this, yeah. can we just yeah. go to the United States? I have one question for you to get your perspective. Mario, go back up to the United States. Go back States. to that. To ease. There's a one question on the United States, and yeah. we can move on to the next topic. Top of the list, top five, the Mario, up, Mario, top five. Why would the ease of doing business in the United States be better more between 20, 2008 and 20, you know, 15, 2016, and then when Trump comes in, it gets a little worse. I thought it would be a little No, that's different. not true. It's gone from 3-4 no. to 7-8. Who was president in 2015? Uh, Trump. 2015? No, no, that's Obama. That's Obama, buddy. Oh, Obama, okay, he, he I got gotcha. went into office in 17. So Obama raised it to 7. 
and it hadn't been at seven. Well, what do you mean? He's, he was three and four his whole term no, is what no, I'm no. saying. It was three before him in 06. That's, he doesn't get credit for three. I'm saying, I'm saying eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, That's 13. Him. He was three, three, buddy, four, he start, four, What four, year did five. he start? What year did he start? Oh, wait. Okay, what was it before he started? Three. Yeah. Okay, what year was it before he started? So he doesn't get credit for three, but he took a three and he finished it with a seven. He took a country that was third best for business in the world, and by the time Obama was done, it was number seven. You're saying for the beginning it was no. A you three, were trying to make went, an argument to look, I, you know. No, I'm saying he, it was consistent. It was between three and four the whole time prior to and him. his last term it went to seven. It was three and four. Did you pay attention in math class, Pat? I'm looking at the freaking numbers. Here. This it is starts not, as a three and it's a three the whole time. Is this math analysis? Or is this basic algebra? Pat, listen, uh, I was a mathematician. I won the mathletes. I mean, I know what I'm doing here. He was a three to a four the entire the way, time. Have you not seen funny, his Nobel Prize? What's funny is Adam was actually a three point five GPA guy. Were you a three point six, three point? I want to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, three six, yeah. Three six. Cum GPA. laude. Were you really? Yeah, in college, yeah. Were you being serious? You should have seen mine. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Legit. Uh, okay. So yeah, if you take a th if you start off and you're but, but Trump, he's still doing this. He's Trump was a seven through an eight his entire term. Buddy, it's not yeah. like he went backwards. He went up. Listen, he started off with a seven. Yeah. When he left, it was a what? Six. Six. And eight. No, six. His last year is a six. He went from seven, seven, eight, 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 six. He, so he took a seven. You don't change rules and guidelines and all a, of a sudden a country you go, doesn't change it doesn't overnight. Like, <laughs> it's bureaucracy. It's, Be patient. Guys, it takes so, time. Oh, I see what he's trying to say. Yeah. I think what he's trying to say is yeah. if Trump would have gone a second term, maybe that would have gone to three. That's a good point. Or 13. That's a, that's a, that's a very or good point. Or 13. Or 130. so funny, man. I'm just saying I'm shocked that Obama's okay. numbers are that good. <laughs> I thought they'd be worse is what I'm Obama's saying. Obama's numbers are terrible. What? Are you okay. you're serious? I, 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 is he, he serious? He, he, he's still like, making Obama, an argument Obama doesn't get credit for what, what happened in the beginning. He can't reverse things overnight. It was already a three prior yeah. to Obama. And he kept it a three or a four. Where do you see he kept it at a three or four? He gets elected in 08. By the time he's done in his first term, it's a five. By the time he's done with his second term, it's a seven. I mean, you're like crashing. Adam, I, thought, I, I, thought, I thought 08 was all the way. The oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obama. Do, Obama's way, a terrorist. Do you Obama's a terrorist. Do you want to cut the last two minutes? Remember when Bill Parcells took the Jets to the Super Bowl, or the Patriots yeah. to the Super Bowl, right? And they won the Super Bowl with Bill Parcells. And the next year, Pete Carroll, with the same team, yeah, they didn't they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Pete Carroll doesn't get credit for Bill Parcells' work. Ooh, it went down. That's the glasses talking. That's the glasses. That's talking. the glasses talking, yeah. right? The Superman glasses. I feel like do, a Tom Brady. Do not even right offend here. that right there. Okay, you want to go to the batteries? Let's Great go job, to the batteries. Okay. So let's talk about batteries. Now, some of you guys, by the way, before you're like, oh, my gosh, who cares? If you're enjoying the conversation so far, and it's one of your first time that you're joining us on this podcast, smash that subscribe button. And FYI, I looked at the numbers at the beginning. Remember how I asked, put thumbs up if recall for Newsom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thumbs where, down. Where are we at with You that? know what the number was after five minutes? What was the number? 200 thumbs up recall, one thumb down. 200 thumbs up. Recall. They want to recall what? the guy. They want to recall the guy. Let's go to the batteries here. Okay. The battery uh, is ready to power the world, okay? The flow of batteries is currently dominated by Asian countries and companies. Nearly 65% of lithium-ion batteries come from China. Let me repeat that one more time. 65% of lithium-ion batteries come from China. By comparison, no single country produces more than 20% of global crude oil output. 
65%. This is an absolute monopoly coming out of Asia. Rechargeable lithium-ion batteries were first commercially used in health hand camcorders in 1991. Laptops soon followed. A decade later, batteries enabled the rise of tech uh, titans such as Apple Link by powering smartphones and wearable devices, then made their way into electric vehicles. The basic technology throughout remained uh, pretty much the same. Lithium ions move through a liquid from the cathode to the anode and back again. Uh, this, however, was just the beginning. After a decade of rapidly falling costs, the battery has reached a tipping point no longer just for consumer products. It's poised to transform the way the world uses power. The gains are less likely, are likely to continue. Electrical vehicles Vehicles are currently the main source of demand for battery cells. As demand grows and the costs fall further, batteries will become even more disruptive across industries. Battery industries scored a win at General Motors company which said it hoped to phase out gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles from its showrooms worldwide by 2035. The first commercially available, et cetera. So, okay, so Kai, tell us what's going on with these batteries and why should we be paying attention to this? Um, so obviously, just looking at the 65%, it's a shocking number that that's coming out of China. Yes. So first thing I looked at then was which countries have the biggest lithium iron ores or the mines, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, who would we, who would we think is on top? China? Exactly. Okay. However, China is not on top. On top, you have Bolivia as number one. You have Argentina as number two. You have Chile as number three. By the way, those are some of the three worst co countries to do business with. Yes. So you looked at yes. on that list. They're, they're, they're like largely undeveloped. Yes. They're not doing anything with Well, them. Argentina changed it. They used to be up there, yes. but they went a different direction. Three they're, South it, American countries. It was, it was deemed as too risky for financial investment. So um, Bolivia, Argentina, Chile, continue. Fourth one. No, none other than USA. Huh. How many Myron, uh, How many Lithuania lith lithium ores do we have open? No idea. One in Nevada. Guess who hinted at creating a second one in Nevada? Who? Musk. None other than Elon Musk. Because okay. he wanted independence, not having to rely on others. Um, however, number five is Australia, and then number six is China. China has five point. Uh, 4.5 billion tons. Bolivia has 21 million tons, or they're both in millions. Uh, however, the thing that is different is out of all the countries, China is the one that's pulling the most iron ore or uh, lith lithium ore out of the ground. Other countries aren't. So that's a concerning. However, another part of it is Australia, they, export, uh, they exported $1.9 billion dollars of uh, lith lithium, right? Most of Lithuania. it went to none other than China. Exactly. Okay. So they're getting. It Why all should in. we be concerned about this? Why should we be concerned about the concern this? about it? Is in some ways just that they're 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 marketizing. They have the control of it. Obviously, we saw now with uh, the disruption in supply chains that we have the struggle of getting the uh, chips that we needed and self-sustaining kind of how we're building things. Another part of it is with the increase in the electrical vehicles and the batteries, I mean, batteries moving forward are just going to be more important. The reason oil has been a strong commodity as long as it has is it's easy to transport. You put it in a tanker, you, you, you drive it wherever you want, and you drop it off. It has the same uh, energy value and kind of efficiency wherever it is. Gas, you can send it in, in pipes and it stays the same. Batteries or especially electricity, you know the high-voltage ones? Mm -hmm. They lose a lot of power when you're sending the electricity. So what you send from A, if you send 100%, you're not receiving 100% on the other end. 
So batteries are the closest way we can do that. And that is why uh, if you look at Tesla, the biggest thing they're doing is battery development and figuring out how you can store the energy, transport the energy and get the most out of it later on. So that's, I mean, the future is going to be in batteries because we need to store the energy. We need to figure out how to do it as efficiently as possible. And obviously China's leading the front on that end. The future is in batteries, you just said. Let me, let me, let me, let me tee you up and, and tee you up. You know how they say, you know, you only remember, you know, 20% of what you see and 10% of what you hear and whatever the thing is, but people remember how you make them feel. How should people feel about this battery stuff? Because I don't speak robot. I don't speak battery. I'm hearing like, you know, I'm hearing a lot of math guy. Yeah, exactly. For a mathematician. I'm hearing a lot of batteries. I'm hearing a lot of lithium. I'm hearing a lot of mining. How should we feel about this? I mean, there's a, there's a reason for concern, especially if, if things are being more kind of split and uh, companies aren't being able to get as much from China. It's, it's, it's very easy, Adam. Here's how you got to look at it. So what, per, what percentage of the cars, you guys got to turn off your thing because I keep hearing your audio. You turn off your speaker because I keep hearing uh, typing. I hear it. Okay, thank you. So what percentage of cars are going to be uh, uh, battery-driven cars in the next 10 years? A lot more than they are today. Give me an 50, idea. 50% was projected by 2040. 2040, 50% in the U.S. 50, no, 50% of cars worldwide. Yes. Okay. So it's 50%, 50% worldwide by 2040. And if yep. Will Ferrell has it, it's going to happen sooner than that. <laughs> if, if it's up to Will Ferrell. Your boy. Yeah. I know you yeah. guys are having a so, first debate. So, but watch this. So if that's the case by 2040, yep. who has control? The China. electric car China. company? Okay, okay. So... You remember when people said, why is Elon Musk shaking hands in, in China? Why is he doing... He, mm-hmm. By the way, his business is growing in China. So there's a, he's, he's done a great job being a diplomat, working with other countries, trying to get that part going. He has however, a big thing going in Germany as well. However, let me tell you what this means in a whole different way. If this is the case and we need, you know, import-export, guess what country cannot have sanctions with U.S.? Guess what country cannot have any kind of sanctions? China. China. So those sanctions need to be lifted because businesses behind closed doors, such as GM, the Teslas, everybody else is going to be like, listen, we need China. They own 65% of it. You're shutting them down. You're hurting our business. We want to create jobs. You're increasing the cost. You got to open it up. So look how it's it's like the story. Okay, let me tell you the story. So um, yesterday I was on a podcast. Girl asked me and said, you know, uh, the, the the podcast was called uh, Women, something about women. What was it? Uh, uh, women in business. Women in business, something like that. So she said, what what can women do to be, you know, more, uh, you know, successful in business? I'm like, look, I, I can tell you from my perspective on what any person can do, man or woman. Let me tell you a story. And this is exactly what China did. So there was a king. This king has a daughter. He wants his daughter to marry a prince. But this daughter ends up dating a local uh, uh, guy person. and they get together and he finds out about it. When the news gets back to the king that the daughter ended up hooking up with a local guy, the king sends his troops to go do what? Kill the guy. So they go get the guy and everybody tells him, listen, man, you're about to get killed. His people are coming after you. You're going to die today. They're going to kill you. They want to make a public example out of you. This guy panics. He's like, oh, my gosh, what are you talking about? This is crazy. He says, well, you got to figure something out. Do run away. He says, I can't run away. This is where I have everything. He said, uh, I, have, I have a plan. It's okay. So he, on the side, was a psychic, okay, where he would, like, do your, your mm. what do you call it? Readings. Like, your readings and all this other stuff. So they come to kill him and says, look, before you kill me, I have some news that I have to tell the king. 
the king has to know this, and it's bad for him, but he has to know this. As a psychic, I have a vision, and I've seen it. I saw it yesterday. He has to hear the news. So what do they do? Well, the king, hey, we have to take you. He wants to say this. So the king says, come on, and before we kill him, I want to see what you have to say. He goes to the king, and the king says, what do you have to say? He says, well, I had a vision. I was reading and seeing where you were at and what's going to happen with your future. My prediction is you're going to die a day after I die. Hmm. Okay. So the king says, what do you mean? He says, whatever day I die, you die the next day. So the king, who's an extremely superstitious guy, says, dude, we can't kill this guy. <laughs> we got to make sure he, we give him the best life. So the king brings him in, has him marry the daughter, okay? And he says, take care of him. What ends up Completely happening? Played the, king. the guy outlives the king, and the king ends up dying. In this situation, China's the psychic. <laughs> China has made it impossible to sanction them. China has made it a monopoly to say, I dare you to sanction us. Listen, what are you talking about sanctioning us? You're going to need us long term. And they're sitting there saying, you taught us capitalism. We brought it in. Everything you did, you allowed us to take all your trade secrets. We're already so competitive. It's so hard for Listen, we're the number one. You know we're going to win. We're the future of the world. We're the future of capitalism. We're the future of business. Every innovation is going to come from us because you taught us. But it's too late. So this entire battery game is a monopoly game for China. Congratulations, China. You have won the game because that's the direction the world is going. Big victory for Asian no countries in there's China. There's no reversing. 65%? No. And Listen, they were saying imagine you're playing a football game. Mm -hmm. The score is 65 to nothing. Third quarter. Second quarter. You're going to have to do a Buffalo Bills comeback. Yeah, we got to get Tom Brady on the scene. You got to get Atlanta, Tom Brady. Atlanta, Atlanta. Exactly. Matt Ryan. So... That's kind of where they have such a long, big lead. Who's going to come in and try to compete with these guys? Because if you think of it also as the market, obviously the market cap for batteries and the need for it's going to expand, but they're just going to grow with it. So the world is going, moving towards batteries and China's already there saying, come to my wheelhouse, baby. We're already what is doing this it. controlled by? What is that controlled by? Yeah, What's Pat's they, phone controlled they, by? They, What's the watch controlled by? You're saying b batteries are controlling big tech. Batteries, Behind I the mean, scenes. they're the energy of it. Guys, we learned something today here on the Bet David podcast. Batteries, but I, I are think that's where investment world. has to play a large role. I mean, you talked about it's not like they're the only ones with actual lithium, but which is the good thing. That's the great which thing. It's a great thing, but you have to invest in that. And we're talking like right now, we're talking about one point nine trillion dollar, you know, uh, relief bill. It's not like we don't have money. It's how we choose to spend our money, and we have to choose to invest in our future. And we're not doing that. When you're running for mayor, I mean, the, the, Paul that should was, wear those glasses more. That, that message, the way you just said it, I knew yeah, some. I'm coming I'm, for you, buddy. Yeah, Ice I'm, Cube for president. I'm Paul Escarcega, and I endorse this message. Yeah. Just say that once, Paul. Say say it once. I'm Paul Escarcega, and I endorse this message. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I like Polished. it. So, so, can you go back to the top countries to do business with and look at the top minimum wage? Because we've been talking about minimum wage. We talked about a little bit with Norway, and the debate is: Is Norway a capitalistic nation, a socialist nation? So let's go to the top minimum wage countries. Is that the one or no? This is one of them, yeah. Okay, so so if you uh, number one is that Luxembourg? Luxembourg. Yeah. Okay, what website is this? Worldpopulationview.com. Okay, go to the other one. Go to the other one because that number mm -hmm. seems lower than what Australia is. Uh, Luxembourg has the highest uh, minimum wage in the world, thirteen point seven eight, thirteen dollars and seventy eight cents. Okay. Uh, 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 well, that would only go to Luxembourg. Oh, it's the same website. Okay, so go back to the website he had. <laughs> Luxembourg, uh, Australia. What was the other website that said 1260 Australia? 
12. So I saw one that says 19, but it's most likely okay. 19 Australian so, dollars. Which oh, I got it. I got yeah. it. So Australia, $12.14, their minimum wage. France, 11.66. By the way, you're looking at socialism, right? there. Then you got New Zealand, 11.20, which was number one on... Business friendly. Business friendly, 11.20. Then you got Germany, 10.87. Then you got Netherlands, 10.44. Belgium, 10.38. UK, 10.34. Ireland nine sixty two, Canada nine fifty two. FYI, China, uh, Russia is two dollars and forty cents. Okay, can you go a little lower, Mario, just um, to see? U.S. has the twelfth highest minimum wage in the world at seven twenty five. At seven twenty five, mm -hmm. it's important to say at seven twenty five, right? Okay, so if U.S. goes to fifteen bucks an hour, which numero uno in the world, numero uno in the world, which by the way looks like it's going to happen because of the one point nine trillion dollars. The Democrats control the sure. House, the Senate, and presidency, and uh, you know it's going to be easy for that to be done. Minimum wage goes to fifteen bucks an hour. If minimum wage goes to fifteen bucks an hour, and all the other countries we're beating are socialistic countries, what does that say about America? <laughs> Makes you think to say if there's an area you don't want to lead is minimum wage. It's yeah. like look how amazing we are. We pay the highest minimum wage. Go ahead, yeah, Adam. Two things with the minimum wage. I see Australia is number two. I, I went to Australia 2009, so a little over uh, 10, 11 years ago. And I remember, uh, obviously, I got to Australia. I landed. I'm, I'm, I meet up with a buddy. Let's go get a beer. Let's go get a beer. Let's go have a drink. Cool. All right. I'm, down, I'm in the land down under. I'm about to have a beer. And, uh, we, you know, my, I'm staying with my buddy, so, you know, I do the right thing. I pick up the tab. I pick up the check. Cool. You pick, gotcha. Oh, wait, wait. Hey guys, yeah, I know. Breaking you news. You picked up the tab. I picked up the tab. There it was. How, guys, have you ever seen yeah. Adam pick up the tab? Yes. Here? Actually, yes. A cup. Once. But what is his percentage? I mean, with me, it's very good. But then again, <laughs> but but how many rides? You, yeah. Who's the driver? My oh, Uber so driver. So that's the exchange it's a, it's you guys got. It's a quid pro quo. But listen, guys, that's guys, the exchange. We got it down. That doesn't, that doesn't uh, apply to everybody else. No. I'm just lucky we roll with PBD and PBD host everybody. How many times have people favorite Pat? Anyway, where's my egg sandwich? Anyway... Um, Mario's also very cordial. What's my point here? What's my point? Where I wish we had the button here. So I go to pick up the tad. It's a hundred euro, uh, Australian bucks, whatever. And I go to leave a tip and the guy goes, no, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't need to leave a tip. They're, they're, they're already good. I'm like, what do you mean? In America, you got to tip 20%. You know, my bill's a hundred, uh, bill's a hundred bucks. You leave the waiter, you know, bartender, 20 bucks, whatever. He goes, no, they're already very well compensated. I said, what do you mean? They go, yeah, they make 20 bucks an hour. I said, you're telling me the waiters and the servers and the bar bartenders are make 20 bucks an hour? You don't need to tip them? No, you don't need to tip them. I said, very interesting. So it's, that's just a quick story, and we can get a feedback. But here's my, here's my segue back to Pat, you know, because uh, I would consider myself much like Mario, an entrepreneur. I've helped build businesses, but I'm not the business owner. I'm not the founder. I've built, built up a business and made a business very successful, but I'm not the owner. Same thing we're doing here with Valuetainment. But we were reading yesterday about the $15 minimum wage hike that's going on here and, and potentially in America. And and Pat said, how do you feel about that? I said, you know, look, I'm, I've come out vocally. I'm not in favor of a federal mandate of a $15 minimum wage. I think that's absurd across the board. In certain states or cities, New York City, San Francisco, Miami, whatever, cool, I get it. You can't live on less than 30 grand a year if you're going to have a life. But if you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, if you're in, you know, Bumble F, Oklahoma, like businesses, you know, I don't, I'm not in favor of that. 
So I, that was my perspective. And I asked Pat, your perspective. And genuinely, Pat says, I am so sad. I feel so bad for these businesses. You have no idea how bad I feel for the, I, I, I'm genuinely hurt for these businesses. And my thing was more logical, zero emotion in my answer. I said, well, I just don't think it makes sense economically, financially. Pat came from a pay, place of uh, obviously logic first and foremost, but deep sympathy for these businesses. And I said, I don't feel that sympathy that you're feeling. And you said, well, that's because you've never started your own business. I said, what do you mean by that? And you said, when you start a business, you know, you, not, you know, I mean, maybe this is where you want to pick up, but you had very strong feelings about this minimum wage. It was more, it was more emotional than logical. How'd you feel? Well, you know, listen, <laughs> go to, go to the example I gave you when I said, uh, Adam, let's just say you and I fight. No, because you went to say, when a person starts a business, don't they already know that you may lose yeah, it all? That's because that what the conversation went. I said you put your, you, know, you, you risk you, everything to kind of put yourself yeah. out. You know there. what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you, you know, know what you're getting, getting yourself, yourself into. into. And I said, yeah. yes, except yeah. when the rules change, that's when it's unfair. So if you and I were to fight, there's a mm -hmm. big fight coming up. Yeah. Patrick's fighting Adam on June 28th. Major announcement. You're a better I'd pay for you're that better, pay -per -view. You're a better boxer. You're a better boxer. You're an eight. I'm a six and a half. I have no clue how to box. But you're a much better boxer than me, much better fighter than me. And the rules is we're going to fight what? Boxing. Boxing. Mm -hmm. But I'm a ridiculous kicker. If I kick you, you're over. Three kicks, fight's over. Yeah. Okay? That's me. I'm a nine. You're a one when it comes down to kicking. Five minutes before the fight, they say rules have changed. You cannot kick. Who wins that fight? I win the fight because yeah. I don't even have to come close to you. I can have a distance from you. you. My legs are longer than your punch. So I win the fight. Okay. So you're married. You're on a small market that your father passed down to you. You and your husband run it together with your kids. It's been around for 80 years in a small city. And you have Walmart right across the street, but you've still been able to survive because Walmart sells milk for $3.59. You sell milk for $3.49. They raise the minimum wage. Six of your employees that work for you, you pay them $7.20. Okay, eight of your workers that work, you pay them seven twenty. Some of them ten bucks an hour, but not fifteen. So they raise the minimum wage to fifteen. You have to raise the milk price from three forty nine to four twenty nine. Walmart keeps it at three fifty nine. You have to raise the employees' minimum wage from seven twenty from ten bucks an hour to what? Fifteen bucks an hour. Walmart doesn't care. Walmart loves that. Mm -hmm. The government officially eliminated you without Walmart becoming the enemy. A fifteen dollar minimum wage makes the small business owner go out of business without Walmart even needing to compete. Right. Walmart says, cool, put it up yeah, to 15. It's like, it's like the I'm, fight no happens problem. and the referee said, fight hasn't even started. Referee says, Adam, you won. And what are you talking about? We haven't even started. Adam won the fight. It's over. That's what just took place right now. Think about it this way. Okay. Minimum wage. What industry pays the most employees minimum wage? Let's look at it. Do we have that data or yeah. we don't have that data? Probably. No, we have okay, it. Pull, pull up the data. Bars. Pull up the data. Kai, where's that data? Wait, uh, there's one which is the... Uh, no, we might actually not have this one, but we have the chart. Uh, if you go here, the one that says here, the tab that says here. Where is here? Okay, yeah. right there. Okay, good. You'll see here are... Uh, this is for leisure and hospitality. No, that's leisure. not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for... Can you search, Mario, which industry has most minimum wage employees. By the way, the number is staggering. 
the difference between first place and second place makes zero sense. Does our, does our Which industry, audience want to guess? What industry? Oh, you can guess. While we're pulling this up, you're about to be shell-shocked. Which industry has most minimum wage? Let me see if I can find it, Mar. You do it as well. Employees. See if you can find it. I know I searched it yesterday. Uh, and it was a, uh, okay, no. Oh, my gosh. If we can show you this, this is, okay, I found it. Here we go. I found it. It's a Statista website. Uh, can I share it with you, AirDrop, or you're not on a Mac? You're on a Mac? Okay, AirDrop. Which Mac are you on? I have... It's Vitamin Media. Vitamin Mac? Is yeah, that the one? Yeah. Okay. Mari, see if you receive it. You got it? Okay, I'm going to press it again. Okay, open it up. Accept. Watch this. Look at this. Look at, look at that. Not even close. Get Let's rid of that. You for, you free. for free. Yeah. Oh, oh my, how come it's not? Uh, oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> go up a not, little bit. It's not letting you see the... Uh... Are you kidding me? Because I have it over here? Okay, well, anyways, you see that first one? I'll yeah, just tell you what it is. You close. see the first line? Yeah. The first line is leisure and hospitality. Yeah. You know what the second one is? Education. Hmm. 977 by 149. Seven times higher. Okay, so let me get this straight. Leisure and hospitality has the most employees making minimum wage. And which industry got crushed during COVID the most the last Spot 12 months? On. Leisure, Leisure and hospitality. You just crushed these guys. Yeah. yeah. You just destroyed them. And if you go to that last chart, you can see what jobs have lost the most. Mario, bring up where the jobs are. Um, Another interesting part, that, though, is that that is also the industry where people are most tipped. In leisure and hospitality. Go. So that, uh, that obviously makes up for their wages in that sense of that there's a there's the min, there's the minimum wage and then there's the tips they receive as well. Everybody took a hit with that. The customer, yeah. because food prices are going to go up, tips yeah, no, going to no, go exactly. down. Tips going to go down, food prices are going to go up, and are. what's that? Uh, here. The one, the tap to the left for that, Mara. Yeah, that one. Leisure and hospitality, they are down the most in January. I mean, they've been crushed the entire pandemic, but even January, they me. lost the most jobs. So, you know, it's like, yeah. imagine you're running a small restaurant. You're like, okay, oh, we're going to come back. Oh, my gosh, we have $38,000 in our account, babe. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this work. Guess what? Minimum wage. So then imagine that meeting with you and your employees. Your waiters and your waitresses, you're having that meeting with them. you got four of them sitting in front of you. How do the waitresses feel about the minimum wage being raised from seven twenty-five to 15 bucks? How do the waiters and waitresses feel? I mean, well, not all of them are how, many, how many are sitting there? There's four, four of them. Four of them. Well, now, congratulations. They've been with you for five there's years. The, there's only three of you now. Someone's no, no, getting fired. But actually, give me their feeling. How are they feeling about going from seven twenty-five to fifteen bucks? I mean, exactly. They're not against it. They're for it. Are you kidding me, dude? What are you, what are you talking about? Do you not remember what? Like, I had a job for three twenty-five at Hagen does. When I got a race to five fifteen at Bob's Big Boy, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be rolling, getting a nice <laughs> freaking Telestar. Pager, and I'm going to be able to send the hello text and the, double beeper. You know all this stuff. It's going to be sick, right? From 375, 325 Ballin. to 550. If your waiters and waitresses are sitting there for them, they're yeah. going from 725 to 15 dollar minimum wage. You think they support the minimum wage? Hell yeah, they hell do. yeah, they do. You yeah. think you, the business owner, that now have to sit there and say, guys, we got to do something about this? Yeah. Do you think there's a division now between the employer Big and time. the waitress? There I mean, compensation-wise, at that point, I feel like they're also dipping into tips at that point. You can't, though. Legally, you can't do it you as a... You can't do that no, legally. Can, no, no, no. You can't. You mean... Really? You want the restaurant to take tips off? You can't do that. You... you let, 
One restaurant gets reported that the owner keeps tips, you're over. Mm-hmm. Nobody works for you. I mean, obviously, you're not doing the, taking the 100%, but you're making you up for that. You cannot do anything. Really? You cannot do anything. It is the fastest way to not have waiters and waitresses work for you. Is what? Is when you keep tips, a percentage of the tips. It's the fastest oh, way. Oh, you the house? twice yes. as much to and begin with. It doesn't with. matter. That's not how things work. That's not how things work. So guess what? They pull the tips. A typical burger, you go to a nice restaurant, a burger is what? 15, 16 bucks? A nice restaurant. I'm not talking about like you go to Burger King. Nice restaurant you go to, like what? Gary's? Is that Gary's? Uh, what is that place we go to here, right here? We were there yesterday with the crispy zucchinis. Gary's, uh, uh, Gary's Farmhouse, right here in Boca by uh, Meisner. His burger is uh, 16 bucks, 17 bucks. They raised the minimum wage. His burger is now 20 at least. 22 bucks. 23 bucks. Ain't nobody paying 22 bucks for a burger, homeboy. Soda is a buck fit. Oh, you will pay for it. No. You will I pay mean, for it. I mean, the business is not well, going to no. take the hit. You won't pay for it. No. Whoever's covering your check will pay of for course. it. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> but someone's paying for it. $22 burger. At what point is that just ridiculous? It's not about it's that ridiculous. You have no control. This is not something they're asking you for your vote. The Senate, the House, and the President's passing this law. And they're putting it in the $1.9 trillion bill. You don't have a choice. You don't have a say. Just take it. This is what's happening here, okay? So, yes, that's what's going to happen. Leisure and hospitality. As if they didn't have one black guy, they mm-hmm. just got a second black guy. I saw something on uh, PragerU on their Instagram. Uh, they did a, a little bit where it's like, all right, guys, congratulations. There's four of you in the room. And uh, major announcement, uh, ma- uh, minimum wage has been uh, increased up to $15. So let me tell you about what's going to happen to the four of you. Uh, John, congratulations, you have a raise. Sally, congratulations, you have a raise. Nancy, congratulations, you have a raise. Bill, pack your shit. Time for you to go, bud. You got to go. So the four has gone down to three, and the the rest of you will just be doing more work uh, for uh, $15 an hour, and congratulations on everybody on their uh, new jobs. And uh, get the hell out of here. Yep. By the way, somebody just said here right now, they said uh, PBD. It's called gratuity, and they do it all the time. Dante, I know, I get that. And this one person said, Florida has had a $15 minimum wage. Florida has $15 minimum wage in a couple of years. It's a done deal anyways, meaning the $15 minimum wage, right? Yeah. You must have missed yesterday's podcast, though. You must have missed yesterday's two days ago podcast. I said states like Florida, Mm -hmm. Texas, California, New York, Forget about it. Fifteen bucks is it's mandatory. What are yeah, you talking it's about? Thirty thousand dollars a year yeah, not, for a it's job. A, it's not, That's how much you're making on fifteen dollars yeah, an hour. Just this, times the, it by two. This isn't about Florida. America's yeah. bigger than Florida, California, New York, and Texas. Yeah, America's bigger than that. All over the, my, all over the flyover states that everyone forgets about. My concern they show is the small a, markets. My concern yeah. is the small markets. You know how when people say things like the argument is, well, do you think it's fair that a company like Walmart came and crushed all the small businesses and put them out of business? Yes, they didn't do it by themselves. They did it with the help of the government. Regulation. Yeah, they did it with the help of government. That's that's how they do it. They didn't do it intent. They 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 got some help to have something like that take place. So, yes, I am with you, and I hope some of these businesses find a way to survive, specifically in the leisure and the hospitality. We got 15 minutes left, 12 minutes left. Let's yep. see. Oh, let's see what we want to cover that we haven't covered yet. Do we want to go market? Uh, uh, New York opening Salesforce. Up? Salesforce. Let's talk about Salesforce. Let's talk about Salesforce. So Salesforce is on what page? Tell me what page Salesforce four. is in four. Everybody turn your uh turn your syllabuses, your syllabi. Uh, Bibles to page number four. Yeah. I think this is a very together. interesting topic. Okay. Hang on one second. 
I don't know if we're going to have there time to talk about your favorite thing, Dogecoin, but Dogecoin. You know, just know that Salesforce says the nine to five work day, work uh, day is dead. They will provide three ways to, uh, for employees to work, including working from home. Salesforce on Tuesday announced that its employees would have the option to work from home remotely full-time, even if, even when it's safe to return to the office. The new guidelines, which Salesforce is calling the work from anywhere, offers employees three options. Uh, flex, fully remote, office-based. Salesforce says the decision to offer new ways of working was based on employees' well wellness survey the company had uh, been sending around since the onset of the pandemic. Okay, so guess what? They sent a what? A survey. Something a Mark Cuban ought to do. Survey. Something yeah. Mark Cuban ought to do. For employees who work within the flex option, they'll report to the office between one or three days each week for tasks that are more challenging to do over video calls, such as team collaboration, customer meetings, and presentations. Salesforce said it's most of its employees worldwide would have a flex schedule. An immersive work schedule, workspace is no longer limited to a desk in our towers. The nine-to-five work that is dead. The employee experiences about Here's the more the big than part. ping Pay pong. Pay attention here, though. Ping pong tables and snacks. That's yeah. a shot straight <laughs> at... You, since you're number one, VT. It is a shout out, VT. Brent Hyder, the president of the chief police, uh, uh, people uh, office of Salesforce, said that Salesforce. Okay, so what do do you think about this? What do you think about the direction Salesforce is going? Do you agree? Do you disagree with them? Well, this guy, Mark Benioff, has clearly proven himself to be a leader uh, in the business community. I got a lot of respect for this guy. Salesforce, uh, you know, they they start trends. They don't just kind of follow them. They've come out and said... WFA is a lifestyle now, baby. WFA, work from anywhere. And you have three options. Who's in favor of three options? We're in favor of three options around here. What do we got? What do we got? You got this flex schedule. You come in the office a couple days of the week. You work from home a couple days a week. Do what you got to get done. You got the fully remote. We never even see your ass. You're just, you're you're working remote. You want to get a big time job? This guy actually lives in uh, Indiana. Uh, Typically, we couldn't get this guy in here, but, or a gal. We're going to have him work uh, remote from Indiana. Let's bring in some talent. Let's pay them what we got to pay them. They're working fully remote. And then there's obviously office base. But the beauty right now is we got options. You got options. Options that didn't exist, per se, before this pandemic. So basically, Mark Benioff, CEO of Salesforce, is saying, listen, the 9 to 5 is dead. I think we can agree right here. 9 to 5 is a very old school mentality when it comes to work. Show up. You know, sit sit at your desk at 9 o'clock, take your lunch at noon, be done by 1230. You know, after that, you got to, you know, the people, what do we, what's the joke that you make? The 459 crowd, what's the joke that you make for them? 459, they are, they are standing up and stretching. They are out the door. We got blueberries running wild here. But the the most beautiful thing that you can do, and, and everyone does it here at Valuetainment, is you show up when you show up, you leave when you need to leave. And you GSD, you get your shit done, okay? And for the nine to five crowd, you know who you're making your salary, you're making your thirty, your forty grand, whatever, whatever, whatever. The people who get stuff done, they don't necessarily abide by nine to five. You come and you, and as long as you enjoy what you're doing, you'll work from anywhere, you'll work remote. And I just think it's impressive that he's giving the people the options now. And I think that's the future of work. What do you think? Uh, I mean, we've seen this in Silicon Valley, and I think. To in essence, I'm agreeing with what Adam's saying here of the options. Um, it also depends on, obviously, the work that they're doing. Some things you can't do uh, and some things you can do remotely. In mm-hmm. the in, Towards the end, he also mentioned that it obviously widens their pool for talent, uh, which is another thing. But I also think that if, if, the wor- if, we're, if this is truly the way things are moving, then virtually how would, would you as somebody stand out more as opposed to like in an office? I mean, you're, you're a CEO, you're a founder. 
how would somebody that's one place where I can see an issue is like how do you efficiently stand out or become more of a linchpin if you're just kind of so here's my here's my question for you. So maybe we auto forever only watch video games through Zoom. We we not video games, uh, sports sporting games like NBA's. We should not go to games anymore. Why? Why do we go to the game? Why don't we just watch it from TV? What's the difference from going to yeah, the game than actually watching it from TV? Maybe we should drop school and no longer have to go to school and everybody just goes to school from home on a Zoom. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do that. I don't like that. Wait a minute. Why not? What's yeah. the difference? Maybe, maybe moving forward, church should only be from home. You know, not not going to a actual place, a sanctuary, a church. Maybe we should just do it through Zoom. And somebody preaches, and you just kind of you do worship from, you know, you're from home, and not go to church. And we just kind of do. Maybe maybe Super Bowl. There should be no fans in there. You know, maybe maybe all-star game, there should be nobody in there. You know, where LeBron says, I see no reason for us to have a NBA all-star game. Fans are going to be there. So maybe maybe everything we should do, we shouldn't be around each other anymore. I think it's a bad idea. Maybe we should do that. Maybe that's the direction to go. Because we don't really need human interaction, you know. We can do it through Zoom. I mean, talking to my dad over a phone is the same as seeing him face-to-face, right? I mean, that's what it is. What's the big difference? I mean, who cares about a hug? Who cares about a handshake? Who cares about... How you doing? That's not that valuable, you know? Who, who cares about sitting down here having this kind of a conversation? We should do this from a Zoom. You should stay home. Why are you guys here? We should do a podcast from home. You shouldn't be here right now. We shouldn't be doing it this way. Why do we even come over here to work? People forget this is human beings you're talking about. How the hell do you build a culture working from home? How do you do it? How do you build a culture? Why, why, why do you go to a concert Ask somebody who went to a Michael Jackson concert what they'll tell you. They talk about it till today. Ask somebody who watched Michael Jordan play a game, score 45 points on a Sunday that everybody else was watching on TV and they were there. Ask somebody who was at a game when Reggie Jackson had three home runs in a game Mr. October. What did it feel like when you were in there versus somebody that watched it on TV? Ask somebody who was there when Duck Flutie threw that touchdown for Boston College. What's the difference between that and the highlights we watch on TV? Look, I'm not sitting here saying certain industries this works for. Okay, I have a chief information officer, a guy that works with us. He says, Pat, here's how engineers are. Very good. Very, a guy I trust. He's very, uh, the way he explains things is my style. I like it a lot. And for engineers, I get it. Yeah, they're wired in a different way. Everything else, I don't know. It doesn't apply 100% to every industry. This is not a black and white across the board, everybody. You can't do it that way because you can't build a culture that way. For example, video game. If you want to have a, a, a video game competition, can you do it from your house? Mm-hmm. Sure, fine. Can you do a poker tournament from your house? Okay, fine. Is it different than you watching the World Series, ta- everybody sitting at the table? Not the same. When you're watching them talking to each other, all this, I can't see your eyes. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's a very different story. We human beings mm-hmm. are not robots. We human beings have emotions. We in human beings have feelings. We human beings have different senses. And those senses are only being used when you're around what? Others. People. Mm-hmm. You can say all this stuff you want and gr- give me a great pitch on it that this is the direction it's going. Everybody can work from home forever. Fine. Do it. It could work for some companies. Can't work for everybody. And then the idea of culture. So 
if you were to say, what is the biggest company in the world today that people talk about culture? What's the company? That's culture, 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 culture. Google? That everybody... Netflix? Netflix. Oh, yeah. Reed Hastings said, I'm not a fan of this. He's not a fan of working from home forever. Why not? When you think about culture, does anybody ever says the Salesforce culture? No. They have a great product. They have a genius run at a company. But when you think about Netflix, what do people say? They have a great culture. What did Jobs say about culture? What did Grove say about culture? What did anybody that ever built an incredible company sure. say about culture? Are you kidding me? How do you build culture through Zoom? How do you do it? There's nothing like face-to-face -face building culture. So I, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying I disagree. I'm not sitting here saying I think that is the direction we're going. I think some of the industries, yes. But if you want to build a culture, it's going to be very, very difficult trying to do it all from home. We have some people right now in the company. All we do is Zoom. We don't do trainings anymore. Really? Yeah. They're being left behind by others who are doing face-to-face. -face. They can do what they want to do based on the guidelines or whatever the state offers. Mm -hmm. We're just going to do Zoom moving forward. We're not gonna, I'm going to go out there and live over here, and I don't even need to be at my office. Fine. You know what we've noticed happened to their business last six months? Gradual decline. Mm. Then the people that are together seeing each other, office, all, and we know what we've noticed with them? Gradual increase. Why, how do you measure that? You know you have certain players in the NBA that you can't measure their statistics. You can't measure Draymond Green. You just cannot measure him. But how much does he do for the game? A lot. You can't measure a Patrick Beverly. Okay? But how much does he do for the game? A lot. You can't measure a lot of the stuff Rodman did. And it's not just rebounds. He didn't score. But what did Rodman do? Oh, my gosh. None of that stuff has a leader's bulletin. How he had Carl Malone drop four times on the same walk back. You know, after, you know, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Crazy so flop finally, he got yeah. so upset, annoyed, and then Carmel couldn't make the shots because all he kept thinking about is how annoying Ku is. Right. Dennis Rodman is, yeah. So, so the, the, the point I'm trying the to intangibles. make to The intangibles, you cannot discredit the intangibles just because the intangibles don't show data. You have to pay attention to it. And I don't know if a lot of people are paying attention to it. This is too early. This is too early for us to jump to conclusions saying, this is the one way to go. That is the one way to go. We still haven't seen the side effects of it. It's still going to take us a year, two years, three years for somebody to have a definite philosophy. These are all testing philosophies. COVID's only been around for a year. It's not yeah, even been a year. Even I mean, I, a year. of course, it's been We're in been the middle of it right now. Things are going to change. A year since the first yeah. death, let's just say. It's been around a year. It's 12 months. It's one year old. Yeah. Shutting down is a year old. We've not experienced shutdown before. So, a question, more of a follow up. Yeah. But this, isn't this, you know, the truth is always somewhere in the middle? You know, not, you know, doing Zoom nonstop and not showing up in person is obviously a ridiculous, non-human, uh, it just doesn't make sense. But only going to work, everyone doing that can be oftentimes inefficient. That's why I'm saying I'm, I'm in favor of this flex option. Like you guys, like you guys put on big events, you guys have meetings, PHP, obviously Valuetainment, we're here. Well, you guys also utilize a lot of Zooms. Zoom has helped your business immensely. I never discounted Zoom. No, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, there is truth is somewhere in the middle here. Zoom to me is speed. Zoom yeah. to me is not culture. So, remember how everything to me is a word. Like, if you want to talk about uh, people who like to control people, why are they controlling them? Like control trust. and trust, right? Lazy is what? You know, boredom. You know, you got uh, bitterness is what? Lack of creative. You're not creating anything. You're not part mm -hmm. of a community. Okay, when, you, when I think about Zoom, I think about speed. Speed. That's all I think about. Right. I don't think about culture. 
I don't think about yeah, culture. But they're, 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 those are all important elements to a business. I don't disagree that it, Zoom it, is, is important, it, but it doesn't. Culture is probably the most important, but speed is pretty damn you. important speed too. Speed is very important, but if there is no, uh, okay. So uh, uh, have you ever had a long, a long distance relationship? Yes. What do you say to a person who says, I love her, but we see each other once a quarter? What do you say to that guy? Once a quarter, that's ridiculous. What do you say? We see each other once a month. What do you tell him? Bro, like, how do you, what do you do the rest of the time? Wait a minute. What happened to you all of a sudden? You flipped? We're Zooming every day, though. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's that's relationships. Come on now. Uh, What is culture? All right. All right. I see where, I see where you're going. Oh, a little bit tipping point right there for you, huh? The moment it got to how you're going to have a, you ever had a long distance relationship? Yeah, but not, not, I would not see someone once a month for an extended period of time. Then it's no. not a long distance relationship, buddy. What do you do? You see them once a week, you fly out to them and see them once a week? No, it's not sustainable. Okay. I think that's where you're going with Yeah, this. that's Zoom not to me. Long distance relationship is Zoom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kai, what's your point? <laughs> no, I think I think Pat has a good a lot of good opinions and kind of input there. Uh, but I do think also that it's changed the way where it's now more flexible. Like get kind of going back to Adam with flexibility and also realizing that the business trip everyone thought everyone had to do 100% of the time, they realize now, hey, that like what if we cut back half of those times? We move that money someplace elsewhere where we can get more return mm-hmm. for it. I think that has changed and probably will stay that way for quite some time, even though things ease up and restrictions and stuff like that, because they're kind of realizing what is necessary, but then also a lot of the stuff that isn't necessary. I don't disagree. I think the flex is here. I think, uh, 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 I think, believe it or not, I think COVID hurt commercial real estate. Yes. But I think COVID also hurt a lot of universities. You know, mm-hmm. what, what do I need to stay on campus now? Okay. What is the purpose of going to college? If you actually think about what the hell is the purpose of going to college? Yeah, I have, I have friends in Norway actually that are in think school about that. in the U.S. No, no, I want you to think about this. Actually process it. What is the purpose of going to college? If you have kids right now, what is the number one reason you would want your kids to go to a great college? Well, everyone has people. always said the college experience. Which is what? Right? The, uh, you know, you're going, to, you're going to parties and frat and going to class and you're doing all that. But now if you're just Zooming, what's the college experience? But you said that's a good idea, though. I'm I, saying there's, there's a, I, I'm a favor of somewhere in the middle there's a flex schedule. So only 50% of students should go to college. Everybody else zooms in. No, I'm saying you can go to classes on campus, but also, you know, do I need to commute? And I'm just saying, hypothetical, commute an hour to take a two-hour class to drive back home an hour. It's like, dude, let me just zoom for the one freaking class. Colleges just got crushed. I'm in favor for that. It's fine. Eliminate 40% of them. Keep the 60% that can handle it. What happens there then? Again, college is about experience, people, relationships. Yes. Seeing what's going on, learning how to communicate with people, learning how to deal Soft with people. Soft skills, not yeah. just hard skills. I think, I think you've been watching a movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Her, too much lately. And I think you've got to stop watching that movie, Her. Have you seen Her, uh, Paul? Has anybody here seen Her? You've never seen Her? <clears throat> Have you seen Her? You know, what the sto- what's the story about? He's basically, he builds a relationship with his smartphone. So it's him and his smartphone. They pretty much get into a he relationship. He falls in love with yeah. Her. It's like you found, hey, Siri, how you doing? Hey, baby. Wait. Hey, Siri, how you doing? Not too shabby. Thanks for asking. 
That's my Siri. Why does your Siri sound like he's a German? That's my, he's an engineer. He's a German? That's my, that's my uh, Siri, right? Okay. Hello, Patrick Big David. Good to see you again. <laughs> the, the, I, I think the direction we're going is Adam's going to have a uh, uh, virtual, yeah. virtual relationship. All you hot-ass smartphones out there, holler at your boy. I'm here. I'm single. <laughs> it's going to be the situation. I'm dating somebody. who Can we see her? Not yet. Can yeah. we see her? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm she's trying hot to see and she's from Germany, though. I'll tell you this much. <laughs> Anyways, hey, if you enjoyed this and this is the first time you're joining us, smash that uh, subscribe button. Uh, we are not having any podcasts over the weekend. Next Tuesday, we are going to do one. I believe it's going to be Tom's going to be in town. Tom's back. Tom will be in town. And then I, I never thought I'd say these words, but I'm excited to see Tom. Good. That's good. Yeah. Dash had an accident with his ankle. What happened and his with tooth. Dash? Dash is a stud, man. You can't stop that guy. That guy's going to take don't over the world. Don't mess up that face, yeah, Dash. No, nah, the face is not going to get messed up. He's a Brad Pitt looking yeah. Kid that's gonna that's gonna excel in life. He's uh, he's too too handsome, too handsome and pretty, yeah. and he's a stud. But anyways, Tuesday next week, same time, eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye bye. Bye 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 bye.